Hey, hey, this is Soma79 with a special announcement. My new Mega Mix is up. My MSD Mega Mix Oxidation Moons Day is now available. Go to www.soma79.com slash doom to check it out. It's a 30-minute mix that I did of MF Doom raps over my own beats. I really enjoy it. I hope you really enjoy it. So check it out. Tell a friend. Peace. Hey, welcome to the newest episode of the Articulate Ox Podcast. I am your host, Soma79. Thank you so, 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 so much for joining me today. My guests today are Jay Sinatra and Sean Smoke. They've both been previous guests on the podcast. Uh, Jay is a uh, rapper who's on one of my last album, Quiet Life, Loud Friends. He, him and I collaborated on the track, um, Put the Mic Down. And Sean Smoke works for a local wrestling federation, um, Wrestling Federation of America. He does some uh, camera work there and some production work. And uh, we're all big wrestling fans, so we decided to do a special episode where we talk about uh, WrestleMania season. For those that don't know, WrestleMania season typically runs from the Royal Rumble, which is tomorrow, January 27th, through WrestleMania, which is, I believe, April 6th and 7th this year. So it's sort of the, the um, what you consider maybe the postseason or the, um, the season finale of wrestling, if there were such a thing. It's when all the most important things happen and the most exciting things happen. So this year in particular, there's a, with the WWE really being on a hot streak and there being just so many names at the top of the card, uh, there's a lot of things that are undecided. There's a lot of things that are in play that haven't really been, you know, fleshed out yet as of when I'm recording this, which is January 6th, the day after the first SmackDown of the year. And um, I don't know, it was really fun to talk to Sean and Jay about this and get their thoughts. And we still, we're still all excited about, about watching it because... I still believe that with all that's on the table now of what could happen, there's still going to be some surprises that we don't even know about that are going to kind of blow us away. And that's my hope. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoy this episode. If you're a wrestling fan, you probably won't. And maybe uh, come back next week. But if you are a wrestling fan, I hope you enjoy this conversation. It's funny. I realized after we hung up that even this conversation goes for two hours long and there kept being names that we hadn't even brought up yet about what they'd be doing for WrestleMania. And um, like, I don't think we even got talking about Brock Lesnar and Logan Paul to the very end. And I realized after we hung up, I don't think LA Knight's, come, LA Knight's name comes up at all during this whole conversation. And he's one of the hottest, probably the one, third biggest baby face they have on, in the company now behind Cody and uh, Punk. So, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And um, yeah, Enjoy WrestleMania season. Enjoy the Royal Rumble starting tomorrow night if you're watching this the day it drops. All right, peace. For the plight of those without rights, some sick of being nice. Time to drop the mic. Put the mic down before we fight now. Put the mic down before we fight now. Just put the mic down before we fight now. I'm not asking, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Yeah, this beat is unorthodox, you might want to call a doctor, I'm sick of my words, out rap Sinatra, you sound quite absurd, oh the nerve of these piss poor rappers, sorry for laughing. Hey, hey, welcome to the newest episode of the Articulate Ox Podcast, I am your host Soma79, this is a very special episode, the first of its kind, maybe something we'll do every year, we'll see. WrestleMania season preview, so as anybody who paid attention to the podcast this year knows, the conversation has turned to wrestling 
uh, more times than I can count. And um, thank God, because I can talk about that forever. So we decided to do here is I brought back a couple of past guests, my man, Jay Sinatra, who is um, an MC and was featured on my album, Quiet Life, Loud Friends on the um, track, Put the Mic Down. And we also got uh, Sean Smoke here, recently uh, star of Good Burger 2 with uh, Keenan Thompson and Hush Harding um, and the other guy's name, where I can't remember right now. Los Fidel was in that. There you go. And, um, you know, you do you do work for Wrestling Federation of America, um, production work and stuff. There you go. Yes, so, sir. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some wrestling. What's going on, guys? Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Good. New Year. Excellent. So we were just before we started talking about uh, Raw this week. I'm actually just watching it now because I didn't have a chance to watch it. So we're recording this the first week of the year. I just I just watched uh, Day One Douchebag for the first time and enjoyed that. Um, the Rock <laughs> laying it in the Ginger Mall. Very well done segment. And uh, so now um, we're well on our way to WrestleMania season. December is usually a very slow month for pro wrestling. Um, that was not the case this December with the return of CM Punk to the WWE, which um, was huge, was one of the biggest you know numbers they've had in a long time for social media and all that great stuff. So a lot of fun stuff to talk about. So let's talk first about the Rumble. Um, this is when WrestleMania season really kicks off. The Royal Rumble is going to be in St. Petersburg, Florida on the 27th of January, which should be tomorrow if this episode drops when I expect it to. Um, Jay, you're in Florida. Any plans on attending? Uh and I wish, I wish. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it, even though it's like in my backyard. But um, yeah, man, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm going to catch it on Peacock, like everything else. So definitely going to be tuned in and locked in on it. Yeah. I had actually thought about going um, earlier. And then the thing that's, that turned me away is when I saw that it was an open air stadium, I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. I'm just like, that just seems like a pain if it rains or anything. So I Yeah, if it rains, and, and you already know it's Florida, so there's a pretty yeah. high chance it's going to Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about um predictions. What do we what do we think going in? Right now, only a few people I think are announced for the rumble. Um, I would say the favorites are probably Punk and Cody. Um, who else? Who else do you guys think um are possible winners? Jay, we'll start with you. Uh possible winners. I'm gonna definitely go with those two um topics. Um I don't know because with the reemergence of the rock, I don't know if they're gonna kind of try to incorporate him into it over a minute um i know he was kind of taking a dig like he's back to, to, to handle something so there's a possibility if he does make it into the rumble um he's probably a fan favorite right just off one, the reaction that he got one thing i did hear about the rock earlier today um i feel on pw insider is that that thing with the rock came together very quickly like similar to how the it cm is. punk deal did so they they it's possible they don't even know what they're gonna do with the rock yet because um, yeah, I think everybody yeah. assumes The Rock's got to be a WrestleMania match. But these days, you know, we saw matches like Goldberg versus Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. We saw, we, you know, we saw HBK's return there. So it's like the match really mm -hmm. could be anywhere with the way they promote now. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. It could be anywhere. How were you, Sean? Honestly, like I said. Oh, sorry. Here's oh, go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Right, Sean, how were your thoughts on the Rumble? Um, who, do you, who do you think are some of the favorites? There's only two in my mind. It's got to be Cody or Punk. Yeah. Uh, that's the story they've been telling um with that being said man like hey rocky could it's not gonna happen but you never know wwe rocky could be like a surprise entrant but he was gassed after one people's elbow and yeah. that's gonna be an issue 
Right. Um, I'm gonna need a wider television because the fucking size of that guy doesn't even fit on my screen anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. It's it's crazy. He's fucking nuts. <laughs> I feel like the, you never, you know, like you said though, with the rumble, and I don't want to jump ahead. Um, the elimination chamber is always a great option as they have like 60 something thousand seats to fill at the arena in Australia. Um, if they announce the rock for that, I'm sure they fill those 60. Cause I think there's only about 30 or 40 thousand sold at the time we're speaking now. Right. One thing um, to keep in mind too, shows like elimination chamber used to be throwaway shows. There are no throwaway shows anymore under triple H. So this show will be important for one reason or another. It will be. And, you know, it's there's a lot to sift through because, like, you got Punk coming back. Now we have Cody's story to finish, which a lot of fans are very passionate about and right. don't want to see go unfinished, nor do they probably want to wait another year until Roman breaks people's records even more. Um, so, you know, Punk and Rollins seem to be a safe bet on that side. And it's just like, I don't know where, <clears throat> I don't know where else, excuse me, they can go. Right. Punk Rollins. Roman Rock. At at the chamber, you can still do Cody and Roman. Yeah, now, right. if you take the title off Roman somehow beforehand, um, which has been rumored, my thing is this. If Rock still wants to be the head of the table, if Rock wants to be head of the table, and you take the title off of Roman and you give it to whoever. How are you still the head of the table if you don't have the if you don't have the gold? Yeah. So with that being said, I feel like Roman can't lose the belt if they're gonna go in that direction with Rocky, however, for however long they do it for. And if they do it at the chamber, I mean, Jesus, there's a lot that they have to figure out. <laughs> They have to make decisions between some a couple of important things. It's like, you know that they would like to be able to say that Roman held the belt longer than Hulk. If, if that's something that, you know, that's something that I think is they'd, I, they'd like to if they could. But then that means that they they can't have Cody win at WrestleMania. And then, I, I mean, there's part of me that's like, the Rock should be the last guy that Roman has to go through to beat that. So I would say even Rock in him at Summer, Rock and Roman at SummerSlam, so that he can be that final obstacle to getting there. But but what does that mean for Cody to lose again? It's like for Cody to lose again, then it's almost like Roman then has to still retain the title for the whole year, so he can beat him at Mania next year or something. Because after Cody loses twice, it's like it's over, right? It's, it's like it's like what do you do? Right? You can't. You can't. It like you you really shouldn't have Cody wrestle uh, and lose again in the main events of WrestleMania, unless you're going to guarantee him like the craziest story and comeback and people are still willing to buy in for WrestleMania 41. And if people still care about them, like you're really pushing it. But it's just and like... And if he's not in the main event of this WrestleMania, that doesn't make any sense either because of where he's been portrayed the entire year. So I was at a house show... I was at a house show in Boston at the Garden um, December 27th, and Cody Rhodes wrestled Dominic Mysterio on the match before intermission. And I was like, wow, Cody really fell down the card. Like, Dominic's no, Dominic's not down. Like, that's not a downward look. I'm not down and on Dominic. Punk's first match back. That was the night after Punk's first match back at MSG. And it was like, you know, Cody's still not main eventing at all, though. Like, they had Shinsuke and Drew against Seth in the main event. Cody was nowhere near that. 
So could could be they just don't want Cody to risk an injury because a match with Dom is going to be mostly theatrics and it's going to be a lot less risky. Same. I mean, it could be yeah, something like that. Yeah, good point. Good point. You just don't want to see, you know, in the eyes of the fans, Cody slipping down the charts a little bit. Right. Well, that's one of the problems WWE has that they haven't had in a while is they almost have too many top double guys. Because it's like names that haven't even come up yet are people like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, um, Damian Priest, who's still he's still walking Drew, around. Drew is still in there. Yeah, Drew too. And Drew's it's like these are all guys it. who are have legitimate claims to the top of the card, but I don't see a lot of them making it into top level matches at WrestleMania this year. I think the closest Drew is going to get is probably at Rollins. I mean, we've, we've seen it happen a couple of times already. So it's like, I think that's probably the extent of how far they're going to push him as far as like being in the main card or the main event picture. Right. Which brings up something about, we talked about Rollins Punk before. Um, my thought is if you can make Austin Punk happen, that is the WrestleMania 40 match. But the problem with that is, is how do you do it face versus face? Because you can't turn, neither of them are going to be heels by WrestleMania. Or it's like, it's not worth especially flipping. Not yeah. And even especially not Austin, because mm-hmm. it's like, that never works and they're never going to turn. It's like, so the fans are going to go nuts for it, but I don't know what the story is for. I don't know how you build that story besides it just being something people have wanted, you know? You, like might, you, hmm? might, you might be able to go back and like show like the WWE 2K. 13 interview footage or whatever they were on the same platform when the, when it originally was like birthed as an idea um, and use that as some type of ammunition. But I think that would be a great out somehow. If we could get that, I think Punk could turn heel and you could eat Punk's one of those guys. He can turn heel last as a heel, a believable heel, a top heel. And six months later, just because it's Austin, he'll turn heel. And then six months later, they'll find a legitimate reason for him to go face again, and everybody will buy in. That, to me, is one of the beauty of, like, pieces of – most beautiful pieces of CM Punk's everything is that he has that ability to to switch believably and organically seemingly so so much. He can switch it over, and it wouldn't cost him too much, especially for Austin where, like, you're not going to go against Austin. Right. The fans aren't. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But that's true. Yeah. I think and it's also, you know, I'm sure Punk is looking for his WrestleMania moments. Um, you know, Punk versus I was occurring to me earlier today that Punk versus Rollins is sort of face on face too. And I was wondering if they were maybe doing that to see if to kind of feel out a way to do a face versus face with Austin or not. But um, I don't know, I, I guess, cause we know Punk's going to be in the rumble. So they're not going to, they're not going to wrestle at the rumble. I guess whoever comes out the winner of that, assuming it's, you know, how I'm trying to think is wrong. Does Rollins have a match at the rumble or, or like that belt's not going to be announced. Okay. No, it hasn't been announced yet. If, if he does, I, I haven't heard anything about it. And these these days they seem to only do like five match cards for these. So you know you have the women's rumble, which we haven't talked about yet, um, the men's rumble, and then you know wouldn't be surprised if a Gunther match or something like that else in there. Um, but let's talk about the women's rumble for a minute. I mean, whoever wins that is is most likely going to be probably going up against Rhea Ripley, I would think, unless they have some sort of special attraction match planned for her, which I wouldn't be surprised by either. Um, any thoughts on uh, winners of the women's rumble? Jade, that's where you debut Jade. Hoping they would do that. <laughs> like, if if she, like, we still waiting. If Triple H thinks she's ready, 
and has all the yeah. faith in her, uh, they'll throw her in there there. Because then you could have that match at WrestleMania. And then she could be on the grand stage. You could create a new star. That's what they do. So, Jay, as someone who doesn't watch AEW, what is your like? Did you know of Jade before they started, you know, bringing her around WWE, or did you just become aware of her then? No, I actually caught a couple of her um, like clips from her matches. I didn't watch like the full matches. I caught clips, and um, she's a powerhouse, bro. Like, she definitely has, I think, that perfect uh, element that can combat a Rhea Ripley. Like, because right now Rhea Ripley's like running through the women's division, bro. Like, there's not too many women that can hold their own against her, but I feel like with Jade's athleticism, her strength, uh, her charisma, her, her in-ring presence, like she can actually hold her own with Rhea and it'd be a great match, I think, personally. Yeah. I think um, I think she I think Rhea could lead her too. I mean, I think that's what I'm assuming yeah. we're gonna need to, need to see with Jade. One of the problems with Jade is before was the women's division in AEW didn't have a whole lot of people that could help her get better. I mean, it had some good yeah. workers, but it didn't have the Natty Nighthearts, you know, even like the Charlotte Flairs, the Becky yeah, Lynch veterans, right? Yeah, or even yeah. even like the Fit Finleys. I don't know if he's still there at WWE. I think he might be gone now, but you know, they his have son such, is. Oh yeah, his oh, son yeah. is there. Yep. Um, they have such a good, um, they, they do such a good job. The, the training center is the place for Jade to try to learn. If she can't learn there, then she can't learn, but she looks yeah, she's like, loving it there too. Yeah. 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 So loving um, it. I, I hear nothing but good things coming from her development there. So. Right. And I, what I've heard too, that she's very motivated. Like, it's funny too. You look at the people who have left AEW recently. I mean, and not even like a lot of backstage people as well. Like the QT Marshalls, um, the guy who went to go work at the Barclays Center. I can't remember his name right now. Um, but he was, he used to book all the buildings, which is a tough job to fill. Um, you know, Cody. The merch lady, uh, the yeah, Buck's wife. The Buck's wife left, which was an interesting one. Um, then you got Cody and Punk. And Jake, Jade, it's it seems like a lot of in like a lot of these people, you know, we're talking about Jade possibly main eventing WrestleMania. She hasn't even debuted yet. Punk's going to be in a high level thing as long as he's healthy. And so is Cody. So it's interesting to see that there's a lot of people running from AEW in not very prominent <laughs> spots. I mean, Cody was getting booed on the way out. You know, Jade left on good terms and Punk left how Punk left. And these people are walking into main event spots in WrestleMania. It's, which is interesting, you know. It's, it's very – Tony Khan can't be a happy camper. As much as he puts on the happy camper face, he can't be a happy camper right now. No. Yeah. I don't the think Losing, so. like, is his big attractions, you know, these stars, man. Like, And it goes to show you, like, the actual environment of WWE that can actually pull these stars from AEW. You know, and they can literally go back and feel at home and, and have top spots like that. You know, it's, it speaks to the culture of WWE versus AEW. Tony Khan, AEW was a really, really great option for guys when the other option was working for Vince McMahon. But it seems like when the other option is working for Triple H, that's not good for Tony Khan. You know? Not at all. It's nope. is it's like the one thing that I think that's shown us is that if guys like Edge and CM Punk can't, really you know punk punk made a big difference in that company but it's also not lost that collision it debuted with a really big number and then started dropping so the problem is like punk wasn't enough to save aew edge didn't move the needle at all 
Um, and, you know, he, I, he does good work. I, I mentioned, I don't think before we even started recording, I stopped watching AEW the moment that Swerve Strickland's blood went into Adam Page's throat. I was very disgusted. I felt I, like my stomach just turned and I felt like embarrassed. And I was just like, this is, that was the line that once I crossed it, like I was watching the main event that night with MJF and Jay White. And I was excited for that match. And the match turned into a joke where three, two, two legged guys couldn't beat two one legged guys. And I'm just like, this match is insane. And I was yeah. just like, I'm done. Yeah. It's too much. Um, That right there though, that was just in the wrong era. If that happened in the ECW arena, 1996, 1997, that would have been one of the most legendary moments ever, probably for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But I think it would have went over a little differently, but I think that's also what they maybe were trying to recreate or like rekindle in a sense of like, we're so hardcore about this shit. Yeah. Um, and, and to me, like, I've never really been a big guy, a uh, big hangman fan, but yeah. re regardless of the swear of what, happened in that match um swerve didn't drink the blood um swerve swerve, on his way to the top Worthy one of my favorite modern day wrestlers ever swerve He's versus like, will promos. osprey may get me back to watch some aew if they do swerve versus osprey that sounds like a hell of a match i need them to build a story with that yeah, yeah well yeah, thank god they got prince nana because prince nana like just does it on his own like yeah. I, I don't even think tony will give them ideas like but Prince Nana been been around for a long time, and uh, he legend. Yeah, man, I've seen him at the town hall in Branching Mass, the same shows as like uh, excuse me, the Armory in Branching Mass, uh, for the like second anniversary Ring of Honor shows, and and then even beyond that, uh, like Scramble Cage melees and stuff like that. Where I was at, uh, Prince Nana was there, CM Punk was there, Samoa Joe was there, AJ Styles was there, uh, the Briscoes were there. And I just remember, um, remember where I was, CM Punk and who was the other guy I was just talking about? Uh, Nana. Yeah, Nana. What I'm saying is with his experience, if Tony gives him no direction and they're like, hey, you guys are having a match because I'm a matchmaker more than, more than I am a booker. Um, here's the match. And Nana's going to be like, all right, here's how we're going to, and Swerve too. Swerve is going <laughs> to, there's going to be a meeting of the minds. And then they're going to go to Hangman, and Hangman is either going to be with it or he's not. But that's how that angle would probably play out is because of the guys themselves coming up with it, yeah. which I appreciate more in a sense. But that's also why AEW is probably in the position it's in. Right, because it's like that's that's all well and good if you're giving Christian the right to do that because, you know, he's Christian. But, like, even some of the stuff MJF's been doing with his with his main event power, I'm like, oh, man, you need, I, you need someone else writing with you because it, it ain't all working. I, mean, I love him. I think he's done. He's done over there. I think a lot of people yeah. are saying it's a work. I don't think so. We'll see. So what about so Jay? Do you, as someone who doesn't watch AEW, and as me, someone who still pays attention but doesn't really watch it, is there anybody over there that you're aware of that you think is someone that would make a big impact in WWE? Should they come over? Um, I would say, uh, just off the top of my head, I would like to see Kenny Omega over there. Because I, I, I do appreciate what he does in the ring. Um, Kenny Omega, uh, I would definitely say it would be cool. I know it's not going to happen, but it would be cool to see John Matsubeko. For sure. It would. That Shield reunion would be would be pretty special. But 
And just to see where those guys actually took their careers, like after the Shield, like they're all main eventers. They all end up winning titles. They all want to do like great things like solo. But um, yeah, I know it would happen, but that'd be great to see them. I bet there. though there'll be some point in the WWE ring, all three of them will be in there. Um, you know, well, if see. not in the next year, five years, ten yeah. years, it seems like if there's an opportunity to do that under the under Triple H, he would probably want him. He understands the he understands the value of a moment. Exactly, he was in that era. He was in that time where the Shield was huge, and it was it was something to behold. So, oh, Shield yeah, versus Evolution, the, the the debut of Blue Tista, that was amazing. That's what's up. <laughs> so that would be cool to see him back over there. Um, I I don't really like know too many. Of the main event carters over there, um, I would say probably. Uh, well, you know a lot of them because he used to work at WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's just Samoa Joe some is the new fight. champ, which is cool. Which which belt does he have? He's got the world. He he beat MJF at um that pay per view that I didn't watch the other day. So he's okay, the um okay. he's the world AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Samoa Joe is an all time favorite of mine. It's any chance to give that guy the belt. He deserves it. Yeah, since, since, since ECW days, he's been a beast. So <laughs> it was like, yeah, this is Samoa Joe. Um, I'm actually surprised he's still referenced. Um, thought he would have took like a behind the scenes gig or something like that. It's like just like um, the name Samoa Joe. It's not particularly menacing, but you know, if someone's named Samoa Joe, you're not going to fuck with him. Like it's just, no, it's not no. like, you know, Killer Mike, <laughs> but like just like, you know. It's like you just know you're not going to mess with this person and you're probably not going to fare well. Yeah, it sounds like somebody that has machetes for teeth. Like, and that dude's amazing. Like, he's absolutely amazing. So, so let's talk a little bit. All right. So, if we're thinking that it's going to be either Punk or um, Cody coming out of uh, coming out of the Rumble, what, what I don't think that we're going to be seeing this year, which we, was the big Vince McMahon favorite, is the putting up your title shot at the Elimination Chamber. I'm assuming what it'll be is the Elimination Chamber will probably decide the other championship match. Like the Rumble will decide one, and the Chamber. Will possible to decide that seems to be what would make the most sense so let's let's think about that a little bit so the um as you know let's do this punk, if you had to come down to it punk or cody who do you think is going to win i would say since we've already seen cody um i'm going with punk personally i'm going with him um he had a huge pop when he came back uh he's pretty much got the, the wave now he's got the people behind him um not saying that cody doesn't but we've already seen this play out at the previous wrestling with cody and uh roman reigns so i would say punk probably has that slight edge over cody all right yeah i can't disagree i can't disagree uh punk has all the all the like you said he's got the wave right now and if you don't have punk win you gotta have it be Cody again, and we've seen that. Seen it. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've done the two-time Rumble winners before, HBK, Austin. Now he'd be in like some elite company if he did win a back-to-back Rumble. Um, I just don't see. For me, this has been the hardest thing to call. I really have no idea, and that's what I love about this Rumble. Um, but if I was putting money on it, I got to put it on. I would put it on Punk. I'm not sure I'd be have, making a safe, safe bet, though, because I'm like, whoever loses the Rumble, whoever's of Punk and Cody that doesn't win the Rumble will win the Elimination Chamber, most likely, like you just said. 
So in essence, Punk can afford to lose in the Rumble if it's somebody that's costing him the match and then they make a feud out of it because that's what people will remember. But Punk probably also wants to win a Rumble. And, you know, Triple H may still, may not still think about how Cody smashed the throne. You know, like, we don't know these things. It, I think, it, I think it, he does what's good for business, but, absolutely. but yeah, that's a good point. You, you just never know. And and, and that, I, I agree, though. I, I think he's past that. I think he's grown. He's matured. Like, I think, too, burying somebody in an angle is kind of different than burying somebody in the press, too. Because it's like, I think that Triple H understood that Cody Rhodes never didn't respect him. Because he I triple because Cody's got a lot of respect for Triple H. Cody's in better positioning than CM and, and Punk in that aspect because of yes. the Colt Cabana podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so so you're saying you're both guys are both saying Punk. I'm I was debating it back and forth. I'm gonna say Cody for the reason that um I think if he if he I think the 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 back to back thing putting him in an elite club I actually think is pretty important especially if we don't know what you're gonna do with him with Mania so I think Punk had his really big moment just returning so I think giving Cody the really big moment of winning the Rumble sort of at least gives him a big moment in the recent fans history so that if he does not win at Mania or something like that he's not pushed that far down the card he at least made it all the way to possibly being there and but it is a very tough call I mean I can see. You got me flip flopping now, dude. <laughs> so, 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 so let's So, assuming, let's assume that Punk wins because that was two to one. Um, what, who did he? Who does he challenge? Does he just immediately challenge Rollins for the belt? Or I mean, it feels like Punk is somebody who's going to string it out a little bit, but or is oh. it just obvious that it's Rollins? It's, it's, it seems obvious that it's Rollins. It seems obvious. And I'm like, if that's so, but there it is though. Like being so obvious, there's got to be some other something to it that throws yeah, us off, right? You know, and that's where I, I can't see that one coming. Uh, so, man, they got us good right now, and uh, <laughs> it's a tough call. It's because it's, yeah. I love it. Because I think yeah, what we're all exciting. hoping for is something better than all everything that we're coming up for that we haven't thought of yet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we already know, like Triple H, like I, I could say Triple H has been on a roll, you know, yes. with the way he's been putting together these pay-per-views, the way he's been putting together cards and stuff like that, and, and storylines. Like he's very hands-on to making sure that every stone is not left turned or unturned. Like he, he wants to make sure that every basis is covered and keeps us on our toes, man. Because this is probably like the most exciting like era of wrestling since the golden eras you know the attitude eras the ruthless aggression eras like this is the most exciting like the pandemic era eh. but this era it's been top-notch man it's wild because like triple h you know they were coming out of last year's mania with probably some idea of what they wanted to do next year but they didn't know they were going to have the rock and they certainly didn't know they're going to have cm punk and those are two recent, I mean, they, they kind of probably knew they might have The Rock, but there are so many things that impact that, you know, his age and injuries and movies and the writer's strike. Punk, I'm sure they weren't even dreaming they would have. So they probably had a lot of good plans in place before they knew that they were going to have these two huge chess pieces, you know. It's, yeah. So Triple H got a tough job ahead of him, but no, one, no yeah. one's more fit for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he knows what parts to be pulled. He knows you know, when to go forward and when to pull back. Like, he knows when to do all these things. So that's what, like, 
you have complete confidence in what he's going to do with these next couple of events. Like they're, they're going to be amazing, regardless of how things play out on the screen. Like you know that he's putting together solid productions through and through, and it's not going to stop with the next couple. Yeah. So say so say Punk wins the Rumble. Do you have him wrestle at all before Mania? It would be nice to see him wrestle uh, before Mania, but do you want to risk potential injury? Do you want to, right. you know, like, those are things to think about. Especially with him. Exactly. I mean, he, he's not getting younger. No. <laughs> he's, not, he's not getting any less fragile. Like, and that's it. <laughs> any more, whatever. Yeah. I didn't I catch none of his stuff in AEW. I didn't catch none of his work there. So I don't know how he was being handled over there. I don't how safe he was as far as like his matches but I mean, it was consistent with him in the past i mean he did a dog collar match with mjf that was pretty intense but also he's a smart it. worker that can make something look crazy without it being too scary you know it's like gotcha. so what you say sean i i just feel like uh with how punk was in aew in compared to how his return has been in wwe thus far if this was AEW and Punk had just returned, he'd have already been wrestled, uh, you know, Gunther, um, all of the Imperium single matches on Raws and SmackDowns twice a week. Uh, he'd have wrestled like seven to eight matches by now. Yeah. The, the groom and, would have been off the rose. And this is why I like how I've barely seen him. I thought that maybe before they had made the announcement about him coming back next week on Raw, uh, the one you're watching currently. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that maybe he was going to make a surprise, like, you know, appearance that night because they hadn't announced him, you know, and it was like the day one. I'm like, how can they have day one without Punk? And they 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 let you know right then and there. They're like, Punk won't be here tonight. Tune in next week for CM Punk because tonight we got The Rock. Tonight we got... Yeah, it's like, <laughs> don't worry, we got partner. something for you. We got a good promo <laughs> by Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I actually I missed the Cody promo. Good, Jack. Yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure if I, I, it was. I caught, um, you know, it was uh, early in the show. It was, I think, it was the first. It was after the women's match that opened it. Okay, he was addressing Shinsuke, right? Yes, which still on I, did, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, I did okay. see it. Let's talk about him too. There's another name I can't believe I left out of people that are just like, what do you do with Shinsuke? The guy certainly earned a. Um, he's at a real high point in his career. He still has the best entrance music in wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. And <laughs> the stuff that, that that promo with Cody Rhodes, with like all the you know a lot of it in Japanese and all the the magnet like anime, anime, the cartoons. Yeah, yeah. it's really <laughs> dope. So what do you do with him during this season? Do you, does he get left out, or is there a place for him on the card? If they were if sorry, if they were smart, and I know they are, in the past when like Shinsuke has started to bubble a little bit, like, and then the end of the feud culminates, they don't do anything with him in the past. After that, they they let him float around, and he's just there. The this time, right? We're not we're not working that way right now. So I'm thinking, you know, obviously we think I think I know how this Cody Shinsuke thing is going to end. Um, Cody's going to obviously overcome him. Uh, it's going to be a struggle to do so. But because they found this new way to, like, translate what Shinsuke is saying to people, just simply with implementing subtitles and some cartoons, and um, he can still <laughs> Brother, it is cool to watch. I love it. Like, I love how he's, like, just so cynical. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's, it makes me makes me glad to be a viewer though in those moments, and and it, I want to see more. So I think that he's just going to find a new target. Maybe somebody, you know, uh, approaches him after the match backstage, or some something happens where he can bring what he's got here and just loop it into the next feud that he's going into it with whoever it may be. And I think maybe he can be a guy to help elevate somebody new. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Any thoughts on that? Solid, he's, a, he's a solid, uh, solid talent, man. Um, like I said, I, I do appreciate what they're doing with him now. Like in the past, like, you know, he was on SmackDown. I couldn't really get into him hundred percent. I mean, I liked what they were doing with him, but it wasn't this. Like I prefer him to be a heel, to be honest. Like for me, it fits him more. His character, it fits his his style and his actual presence. Like um, as far as like what you said about like elevating another talent, like easily pull someone in and you once more. I mean, they easily segued it from uh Rollins into Cody. It's really just a matter of picking the next rival for him. And then they'll keep him relevant and keep him in the spotlight. Everything that Shinsuke does is dramatic. Everything in the ring, the way he moves, the way he comes to the ring. So it really makes sense that he'd be presented in that way. And it's like, I think it's dramatic, but still high action. And it's, um, it's uh, the, the stuff he did with like boobs, I mean, it was sort of entertaining, but in the end it was like, it didn't, it didn't play up to his strength. I mean, the strength of the entrance music was sort of what they were really playing up, but like, <laughs> You know, that was classic, <laughs> like, old WWE, one-dimensional, there's nowhere to go from here. Yeah, it was just really fun. It was really fun and really energetic. But, again, I preferred my Shinsuke on the dark side. Right. You don't bring in one of the greatest Japanese wrestlers of the past 20 years to do that. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like, you wouldn't do that to the great movie. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. you, you wouldn't do that. Oh, so, Vince would have in the 80s. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's it's under Vince's, you know, regime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why Sting didn't go there until Sting still could have waited longer because there's no way Triple H should have beat him in that match. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and the end of that didn't make any sense either. Like the NWO oh, came out to save Sting. It was like it was just like they just put a bunch of guys' names in like a in like a hat and decided whose side each was gonna be on. It was like yeah. reminiscent of the invasion angle where you had WWE WWE people like Fighting for WCW, he was like, "What the fuck is going on?" A cluster F, you know what I mean? It was <laughs> yeah. bad. Pretty the much, much. pay per view that killed wrestling for like ten years. So yeah. do you guys think that they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna try and incorporate um, Shusuke in the Rumble? Well, that's what I'm thinking too. That if Cody loses, he feels like the way to really make that happen. And with the, there only being a few weeks for the Rumble, if that isn't the way they're gonna go, they probably got to wrap up the the Cody storyline with Shinsuke between now and then, which yeah, I think that's how they set it up. Uh, if you continue to watch, I don't know if you saw the Cody promo when they said like tonight, Cody challenged him for tonight. Shinsuke yeah. said next week. Next week. All right. And so I, I think that how they building it is like how the blow off will be like, that's, I think that that's the blow off next week to my, in my opinion. And by the time this airs, that'll have already happened. And that does make sense. Um, yeah, so that puts. Um, I mean, we're not. We haven't even talked about other people who might be in the rumble because I. I just don't see there being. I don't see there being a surprise person challenging Rollins or Reigns. I think we already know that Rock is is put his sight on Reigns in some way, shape, or form. So Reigns but, is either going to be fighting even, the Rock or Cody. But even with that though, it's like you got so many other contenders vying for Reigns' title. You still have the guys on SmackDown 
that's not being rolled into the guys on Raw. You still have AJ Styles. You still have uh, LA Knight. You still have, of course, returning Randy Orton. Like you have so many people gunning Good for Lord, Reigns. I didn't even think about Randy Orton. <laughs> Orton you yeah, it's like you have match. so many people gunning for Reigns. Like, is it really viable to put the Rock in that running as well, too? Like, would it be a smart move to have them gunning for him, or should we maybe transition to something else, a different storyline? It's, yeah. it's a lot going on. Rock I versus all about Orton. Yeah, Rock yeah. versus Romans is sounding in Australia for the Elimination Chamber is sounding more and more likely to me. That that feels like something that then because then it kind of sets the plate for having Mania. So yeah, and I think but yeah, the other thing you could do is you could put Rock in the in the Elimination Chamber and then he's in a match where he doesn't have to do a lot of work and he's at low risk for energy. Well, I guess it depends. I mean, there, it's a high risk environment, but he wouldn't be in there for very long, so. Yeah, he'd probably be like elimination number two or three or something like that. Probably three. Yeah. yeah. If you're talking about in the actual elimination chamber match, yeah, he'd yeah. probably like number Well, I guess if he's in that, he'd have to win it. If yeah. he was in it, he couldn't go three. He'd have to be the second or last one to go if he weren't second to win because he's rock. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Who's going to stand there? Him standing who, there who would the, pin the entire time feels like a distraction. <laughs> Who's pinning rock? That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't see – I guess him in the elimination chamber doesn't make a lot of sense. Because if he's going to win, elimi- I mean, but at elimination right. chamber yeah. against yeah. Roman yeah. in a solo match, exactly. Is that, that a one off? If they do that one off, that'd be great. Yeah, but do you risk having Roman wrestle before Mania and possibly get injured? Because it's like it's like you know he's going to have to carry the Rock a lot through that match, just because you know the Rock, the mind is willing, but the body isn't. Based on his match with John Cena. You know, he had a lot of injuries and he gutted it out. But and that was a decade ago. That's a good point. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he still seems to be pretty fit, though. I mean, Granny age does take a toll. You know, it plays a factor. But he, he seems to be pretty fit. He seems to be, you know, physically there to actually go through a whole match. But he does. But when I know. picture the current Rock running, I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> like I can't picture him. <laughs> I haven't seen that so. <laughs> Like in that, he's gonna have to do that at some point <laughs> or something resembling it. It's it's. You like you're gonna get some mad cardio in there. Right, and even it's Roman, just... like he barely. Re- and that's that's something Jewish talk about. Like Roman has barely wrestled last year. I mean, he wrestled I think maybe ten or twelve matches. Keep keep in mind, keep in mind. No, he's not wrestled on TV. But I am almost positive that these guys stay active in the ring training. Yeah, multiple days a week, wrestling matches with each other, not on TV, just to keep the reps in. But, but guys like that, then it's like they're they're not going to add bumps to their card, their bump card. Like when they're not like the calluses aren't there, they're not going to actually hurt themselves too much at that age. Truth, you know? but <laughs> Roman's a big match guy, yeah, so like is. when you, when you call on Roman, Roman's there to work, and that's what he's there to do, and he's going to do it. And I don't think Roman's really much of an injury risk as much as Rock is. Uh, yeah, I think the big if is Rock is if. Some bone tearing off, some tendon tearing off of some bone, <laughs> like something crazy tearing yeah. crazy. both his quads. Yeah, he's ballsy for doing it. I can't believe he's like to get in the ring again. Like he, there's, there's almost no upside for the Rock to get in the ring again. It's all downside. Yeah, because I mean, because let's be real, he's not gonna take the belt. Like even if the belt is on the line, he's not gonna take it. He, he's too far into his Hollywood career to even focus. Right. On holding the, the rock, the rock is there to help 
solidify Roman's legacy. Right. That's what's beautiful like about John the Rock. Cena. He's he's, do, he's yeah. doing he's actually doing it for the business because he doesn't need the money. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the beautiful part to me. And that's why they'll take good care of him. And that's why he may not. The only reason he would get injured is because it's his own fault, whatever it is. Or if something goes wrong and he's going off the rope. It's not going to be Roman's fault. if he. Right. Well, that's interesting, too, that I was thinking about the other day. That Triple H is, um, I know there's other examples of people who've done this, but I don't know if there's anybody at such a high level that, um, I know guys like Dusty, but Triple H really understands what it's like to be a wrestler in the modern age. Vince McMahon, you know, he wrestled some matches or had some street fights, but like, I do think that it's different when Triple H, Triple H knows what to ask of wrestlers, I think, in a way that Vince McMahon does. And then Vince McMahon was like, hey, hey, fucking tape it up, put some spit on it, you're going out there. And I'm betting that Triple H has at least a, has more appreciation for that. Yeah. Triple H's bedside manner, if you will, is... is... A, a lot it goes a lot further with the with the guys of today he's just he's just more hip yeah he's yeah. also a guy that didn't rely on um you know he obviously did some big spots in his career but his 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 career was built for a long time not it was like he he didn't he was not he had some injuries you know probably part of the way that he built his body up and stuff but he didn't do a lot of risky stuff in the ring you know yeah his spots were really like tape like it was tailored for him to take those like those Look, looking back too i i can't recall visually ever seeing triple h do like a top rope splash right only middle rope yeah <laughs> i've not i don't think i've seen triple h climb past the second rope it's the highest he gets yeah. when he's given somebody a pedigree like, like <laughs> that's about it you know pedigree. i think kane might have been like this most like safe like non-active physical worker besides triple h that i can remember yeah. Kane is infamous for like doing the least. Yes, yes. He and he, as they just mentioned on Raw, was in 18 Royal Rumbles. And um Kofi Kingston's coming up on 16 to see if he accidentally eliminates himself again this year. Any really? thoughts on what Kofi's gonna do at the Rumble? Because that that was that last year or the year before? I remember when that happened. I feel like they, he's actually slipped up like twice now, maybe. Yeah. Or... Goof magoof. Regardless, I don't have a clue. I never know what he's going to do, but I imagine it would have something to do with like walking on 10 people's shoulders. Maybe they hire some security guards yeah. to stand there and like, yeah, they film well, like, they let's form let's this human ladder. That's been one of the best things to look forward to in the Rumble every year. And that to me is why Kofi, not why, but a big reason why Kofi's going to be a WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Without oh, a doubt. I remember there was a time I remember listening to like Mike Johnson and Dave Shear about 10 years ago. And they talk about how they're going to run out of people to put in the hall of fame. I think that was based, that was more of a state on how shitty Vince of a job Vince was doing, building new stars. But now it feels like there's an endless nah, number. There's of, so many, there's, there's so many so big stars. Many. You know? So, so um, a big thing that I've heard from people who say they don't care about being in the hall of fame, say like Chris Jericho. I would Vince say Chris Rousseau, Jericho. Yeah. Um, they don't care about being a Hall of Fame, they say, but one of the biggest reasons they say they don't care is because it's just in WWE's imagination because there's not a physical location for it. But think about how they did those shows like Most Wanted Treasures, and they like uh, went and grabbed like all this crazy lost memorabilia, uh, paid yep. you know the money. All, I think Mick Foley hosted some of those, maybe. So where's all that going? 
You know what I mean? So obviously they're making a museum of some sort, but it might also be able to serve double as a Hall of Fame, a physical Hall of Fame. The other thing too, it's like though they say that about it not being important, but once they're there in the ring giving that speech, it becomes important. And it's like it's easy to say that, but like you've seen a lot of guys tear up. You've seen a lot of guys have emotional moments and the fans make it important. And that's really what the hall of fame is not about. It's not about who hit the most home runs or threw the most touchdown passes or whatever. It's about giving people a moment to say thank you to the fans and the fans to say thank you back. And the WWE right. is, is a good job of that. You know? Yeah. It's like you said, like in the moment when you don't have it, yeah, you, you don't, you know, but when you actually have that moment, that's, that's when it clicks for everybody. Like, yeah. So any thoughts on this year's inductions, uh, Jay? Anyone you think? I mean, my first thought is you're in Philly. Paul Heyman seems like a, a logical person. I mean. I thought he was next up anyway. I think they had announced it. He was. Oh, did they? Yeah, I think they announced it. can't remember exactly everyone, but I believe they announced. Oh, wow, maybe. maybe was that the announcement Triple H was uh, making? Was that like the big Triple H announcement this week? Oh, on Peacock? It could have been. I, um, I told yeah, you. I, I, I missed that. Were. Okay, that makes yeah. sense then. All right, Hall yeah. of Fame. Yeah, because there's, there's a couple other I just can't remember off the top of my head. I know for a fact that my name is it. Yeah. Um, any, um, it's interesting, too, that there was talk years ago of whether um, WWE should do a two-day WrestleMania, and people were always like, there's no way they shouldn't do it. Now I can't see them not doing it. Like, it's, it. it's the only way to make a weekend out of it, and they have enough matches. Like, you know? Said it the other they night. They have enough talent. Mm-hmm. So I said it the other day uh, after Rocky came back, and I said, um, a text to my buddy, I said, thank God that they made WrestleMania two nights. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. You can't fit all of that into one night unless you're going to do a seven-hour-long super show, yep. and halfway through, people are going to be falling asleep, no matter well, how exciting it is. Well, let's talk about yep. that then. We got WrestleMania. We got two main – we have two – we have two nights two matches will close the shows one for each i'm not really blowing you away with my math skills right now but um what do you think those two matches would be i will say i'm still holding out the hope for punk austin i think that 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 is a wrestlemania that that's a a match that that you got if you have the chance to make it happen make it happen and i think punk austin in roman rock to me feels like wrestlemania is you can't you can't beat that it does leave cody rhodes out in the cold a little bit but someone's getting left out in the cold a little bit and i believe triple h can find a way to bring them back into the warmth. so that's what i'm going for those are the match what i'd like to see i don't know if necessarily where it's gonna be so um yeah actually maybe we'll do that we'll go around we'll do a round of what we'd like to see and then um, what we think it's gonna be so that's what i would like to see uh, anyone want to jump in? I know I just threw this at you guys, but I'm guessing you've been thinking about it to some degree over the past uh, few months. I'd like to see I'm Seth gonna... versus Cody. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You already started. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania. But I really only want to see that because I don't think he's finished his story last year. If that wasn't the case, it doesn't even like come into the fold for how the season has been unfolding this year. Like, well, the similar problem with Sami Zayn last year, I'd say. So no, and that's why they gave it to him the month before WrestleMania. Right. And Sami Zayn's, I would say been pushed down the card, you know, not, how do you not with all the names you have, but 
know. Well, what you're doing is you're not really pushing him down the card. It's just like he's being pushed down the card, and he's making that middle card stronger That's by being exactly. there. Right. So that makes the whole, you know, everything just a little bit better. He could but be brought it, up at any moment, too. Anytime. He's one of those guys you can just rely upon, and he's able to, to deliver every time. And on the other hand, I'd like to see uh, Punk Rollins. But, dude, and that's what I think I'm going to see is Punk Rollins. And what I think I'm going to see is Cody Roman. Excuse me. What I want to see is exactly what you said. It's WrestleMania. Man. You can If you can pull up the big stops, pull out the big stops. It's a it's not one night only, but for each of those top matches, it's one night only. Yep. You got Roman and Rocky on one night, and you got Punk versus Austin. I, I don't think anyone involved would have a problem with Austin and Punk headlining night one, including Cody Rhodes. Right. I don't think anyone involved would have a problem with Roman and Rock headlining night two, including Cody Rhodes. Because right. if Cody Rhodes loves this business as much as he thinks he does, I think he's got to bite the bullet, take one for the team right now, and and have faith that his story will be complete when it's time because right now it's not going to hit the same as if it did it last year and it's just going to seem like they're making up for it right yep because the, the momentum isn't there yeah agree that's yeah, your thoughts uh, my thoughts uh what i want to see uh, i'm gonna go with seth and punk um just due to the fact that they do have that little bit of i guess underlying history uh, all it's already been mentioned and already been, you know, noted that Seth has his his hangups with Punk, uh, so I think that'll make for a nice little, you know, in ring uh, rivalry and, and some chemistry there. Uh, as far as night two, uh, undisputed Universal Championship, I'm gonna have to go with Roman Reigns, and I would say Cody. Yeah, Roman Reigns and Cody. Um, again, I agree with. Uh, what was said about story not being completed and maybe postpone it for a later date. But at the same time, though, it's like when you really boil down, like who's really fit, who's really ready for that that stage, I would say out of everyone, Cody is <laughs> not going to be Punk. It has right. to be Cody. That's the thing. Is um, Punk's, Punk's not going to be around for – I mean, he's he could be around the WWE ecosystem for a few years. But he's not going to carry the company like Cody Rhodes is being set up to do. No, Cody is the traditional babyface. Like he is through and through the blue collar workers man babyface. So he would fit that mold. Um, as far as what it's gonna be, um, you know what I'm it is? Say... It's almost like Cody Rhodes is Luke Skywalker and Punk is Han Solo to some degree. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. So it's like you you got those two opposing figures you know like you, you you have the clean cut wholesome by the book worker uh blue collar then you have the, the wild card. i'm playing by my own rules yep i'm a wild Flying card I'm a rebel, but yep. exactly I, i'm gonna get it done but you're still the hero exactly so yes. as far as what it's gonna be um now that's a tough one because as much as i would like to agree with um punk and austin um, I have to say, uh, ooh, good one. <laughs> I would say 
probably Roman and The Rock, potentially, depending on what they do with him in the next coming events. Uh, and I would say for night one, it would be Seth and potentially oh, with a, with an interference from possibly Dam uh, Damian Priest because you know he's still trying to cash in that. That, that was actually the next briefcase. thing I was going to bring up is I think that briefcase yeah. is a year long and I think isn't Money in the Bank the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania? I think that's what I thought Money in the Bank was like June or July, but maybe yeah, that's how I it think used it's like to be. July. Yeah, it's a July. Yes, oh yeah, it's right. For some reason, because they had that Puerto Rico show. That's where the money in, that's where it was last year, wasn't it? Where he won no, he he wrestled Bad Bunny at that show. I, I was thinking that he yeah. wanted at that show, but no, he didn't. Yeah, he wrestled <laughs> Bad Bunny. Because it does feel like he's been carrying that briefcase for a while. He's like, had it for a while. <laughs> Yeah, he's had it for a while so i i could see a potential cash in will it be successful who knows but it could be a potential cash in on who and when on rollins or punk i would say rollins i, I don't think he's gonna subverse the punk i think reigns is saved from the bullshit of money and i think yeah, they're not yeah, gonna put he, him in that yeah, bullshit yeah yeah he's out of it but My as far as like go ahead my question was if Damien was to cash in at Mania on Seth, that means that Punk has to lose. I think Punk could lose. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's a good chance that he could lose. Because right now, Seth is at the pinnacle right now as far as popularity, as far as like fanfare, as far as what he's been able to do in the ring. Like He's at his top game right now. So it's like for to put him against Punk and potentially Punk lose that, it wouldn't be too far of a stretch, and it wouldn't. I, I wouldn't consider it to be too damaging on Punk's behalf as far as him actually losing that. I think Punk's in the Jeff Hardy position to some degree, where it doesn't matter if he loses, people are still gonna like him as long as he's well booked. It's not gonna shoot him down the card. Like he's he's still gonna hold his position because it's Punk. And people have been waiting for him to come back. People have been waiting to see him in WWE. So no matter what lane they send him down, I think he's going to be safe. It's just a matter of will Damien ever cash in successfully this this briefcase, or just in general, will he ever cash it in? Well, that and that's a tough thing. It's like for him, the history has been that even the Jack Swaggers of the world cashed it in and win. I know that's a long time ago, but like. You, do you have him lose? I mean, who do you take the belt off of? Or, or maybe, or maybe you have him go for Gunther. Because that was actually going to be my next question: is who do we? My thought was Shinsuke against Gunther. I think that could be a really fun program mm -hmm. and an amazing match. The idea of maybe Damian cool. going after it could be good, though. I, I still don't know that they should do that. You guys, any thoughts on um? On I think they're trying to keep. I kind of feel like they're trying to keep Gunther on that same trajectory. It's like they want to see how far they can build him up as far as being like this unbeatable, unstoppable force. And then so there's a new guy that can beat him. Exactly. That can come in. Exactly. That's believable. Yeah. Powerhouse yeah, Hobbs. roster. <laughs> Bringing Powerhouse Hobbs from AEW, man. That, that dude belongs. That'll be crazy. That'll or be Wardlow. Crazy. You can bring Wardlow, too. Wardlow yes, be yeah. nice. Wardlow. Yeah. Wardlow. Um, but, yeah, I think the current roster, what they have right now, he's pretty much mowing through them. Same thing as Roman Reigns. Uh, so right now, 
you know, for him to lose the belt, it's not the wise decision to make. So they're going to try to have him with that belt for as long as they can have him with. So for Damien to cash in on that particular title, I don't see that happening as well either because then there's a potential that he could lose it. Yeah. And they don't want to do that. So I, I, I could see Punk winning against Rollins. The only reason I see that is because Rollins is back. His back has been really messed up. Yeah. His yeah. back has really needed a break and he's just beat up right now. And I feel like he has been such at the top of his game that if he lost, he's another one that's like, you know, Jeff Hardy and CM Punk's. He can lose and it won't affect him um, because he's held that title since the onset of it, I believe, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. He um, right the inaugural. Yeah, he's the inaugural champion. He works all the house shows. He's literally like one of the toughest human beings on the planet because of being able to just wrestle through all of this stuff. And with Punk coming back, if Punk wins, that's when I can see Damian Priest trying to cash in, successfully cashing it in to get a match for once, and then losing. But only because of an interference, perhaps, from from an outside thing. But I, I, I don't see Damian Priest cashing in at WrestleMania. If anything, it would have to be like a tried attempt beforehand or way after or make the next pay-per-view after like maybe at wrestlemania but i don't see it i don't see it actually working what do you do with the judgment day at wrestlemania then because they you know they're it doesn't seem like they're going to be main event rhea ripley will be in a main event her match will be heavily featured i'm sure do in dom you got to give him something he had one of the biggest matches last year i mean what do you do with those guys um, unfortunately, are you going to have to do tag matches like a yeah, three way, like a triple threat yeah, tag right. match? That seems the most likely way or, 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 or have one be on the, or have a tag team and have one be on the outside or something like that. You know? I mean, yeah. does JD McDonough, no offense, even count at this point? Based on what I just saw, um, <laughs> the Miz was arguing that no, it does not. He was saying that the, the, the stipulations were very clear. Tell me when he's telling lies. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, I feel I, like yeah, you gotta group exactly. up the, yeah, you gotta group up the judgment day if that's the case. That's that's pretty much against all you two, I, I don't know. Against two, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, especially yeah, now that the R Truth thing isn't really a feud. It's not like to have to have them to have R Truth turn on them with two other guys feels like a waste. It feels like that feels like almost like a Saturday night heat match, you know. Shotgun yeah. said it in a Sunday night heat. <laughs> Yeah, Sunday night here. Yeah, that's I'm well Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm thinking. I'm trying to really like think about like who's like viable tag team competition for the Memphis. Like who's on the roster that's really solid enough to go against them. You know? Or what do you? Because they're basically they kind of run Monday Night Raw, but they're still not. Mm-hmm. It's still kind of based around the women's championship. Like they're not really. They're still not in the they're talking in the Roman picture, and they're really not in the Seth Rollins picture. It's like in, yeah. at some point they're going to have to go one way or another. But they're very popular. I mean, I they're they're my favorite actor in WWE. You know? Could 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 Damian cash in on Gunther and? Then Dominic get jealous, and then we have an end feud with Dominic and Damien. I, 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 I kind of like what they did with Finn and Damien, almost kind of like that spin. Something that just along those lines, and I just feel like yeah. Damien could go. I mean, uh, Dominic could go double heel, like yeah. he's so such a heel. He could go <laughs> double heel, 
And Damian got the face in him. Damian's a baby face at heart, I feel like. He's also a great heel, but he's he's good at both, and he can pull off either. He's cool enough where the people are going to get behind him when he's good, a good guy. And he's got the size to him. He can do some ill moves. Uh, he's got a great look to him. And and yeah. his size tells stories on its own. Yeah. Um, I think Damian can, can put Dominic over in a nice feud for that. And yeah. depending on, I feel like it's going to happen regardless if titles are involved or not, eventually. eventually. Yeah, because it's, it's only but so much you can do with them, especially with them being so stagnated in the tag division. Like you have a bunch of guys who, for the most part, can hold their own to where they can be their own individual champions. You know, you have a former Universal champion in Finn Balor. You have a former uh, U.S. champion in uh, Damian Priest. And, of course, you have Dominic. I didn't agree with it, but he was once upon a time the North American champion. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you, you and a tag champion. So he's like, you have all these past solo singles champions. Like, at some point, they're going to have to disband and do their own. Like, it, it can only go but so far. The thing that's tricky, though, is I don't think Finn Balor has meant this much in a long time. I think he means even more now than he was Universal Champion. And and Dom, they just got, I mean, that was just the perfect stuff coming together. Nine times out of ten, you put a a second generation star in that role, it's not going to work out that way. That was the combination of good luck, good work, and opportunity. But it's it's like, I don't know that to put him on his own, they're going to have to have a really good storyline for him. I mean, to like, to keep his momentum going. It's so they, do you they, guys potentially see him going babyface again, or do you think they're gonna kind of stick him in that that heel role for a little bit longer? Who Dom? Uh, Damien. Not not Damien. Oh, uh, Damien. Dom, Dom, yeah. Dom, I think. Dom, I think might be sort of the Christian, um, Sammy Guevara type, where he can be a face, but then he's gonna turn on you every t- eventually every time, and you're gonna fall for it every time. And I think he'd be able to play both sides. I think he'll okay. eventually, because people like to boom so much, he'll turn face, but then he'll flip at some point. You know, he's got to be like the Miz. I think I think the Dom Dom is sort of going to be like the Miz, where he might not always be the best wrestler, but he's going to develop into a very good asset for the company. Um, because he he has to be, have a good head on his shoulders to be able to have handled everything they've thrown at him in the past year so successfully. It can't all just be good booking, you know. And look how young he still is. Yes, very. Yeah. Good. He's extremely very young. young. His father is one of the most legendary performers in the industry's history. Eddie Guerrero, yes. Very much. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> so two names that, that haven't he, he, had a, he had a slide at it. <laughs> I love that he I loved that he did it. <laughs> um, the there's, two alive. Names, there's two names that occurred to me that we haven't come up yet. Um <laughs> Logan Paul and Brock Lesnar. Now it's very easily Brock Lesnar could could stay out of this WrestleMania. Um just because of the sheer number of names in it. He's just coming off of a big run. Though it's also tough to think of a big show without without the beast in, incarnate. Um, and Logan Paul is a spectacle. He's a real, he's a showstopper. He's going to get you a lot of views. It feels like he's going to have to be on the card there somewhere. Did so, Logan yeah. face Bad Bunny yet? No, that, no, I don't know if they've announced that. It feels inevitable, though. You have to wonder whether those two, who's going to carry power. who in that match, you know? Yeah, the star power in that. At this point, I feel like they could carry each other. Like, okay. Logan's been busier. 
And I feel like I could trust Logan in the ring of most people at this point. That Logan in, in when he yeah. saved Rey Mysterio but also wasn't in the right spot is a tale of two Logans. <laughs> it's like because that was you could tell when you're watching that, ooh, something weird's happening here. And like he he admitted on his yeah. podcast that he messed up. Yeah. He but then, close then but then at the last, but then he also said that Ray didn't fully make it either. He said, What I heard is they both sort of admitted they weren't didn't go right, but that Logan should have been closer to catch him, and it was sort of a miracle that he did get that, which to his credit that he did. So it's, it's sort of like, you know, what do you yeah, Taylor right. to Logan's. Yeah. Is is Ray is Ray healthy now or is he no, I think he's still got the crushes? I think he's still on the crushes. Because you could do the rematch with Ray at Mania if he's ready, but I because I mean, you probably want to keep the belt on Logan, but you want to give him somebody like, you know, he had the match. You have to give him somebody who's going to play to his strengths, like somebody who can give those spectacular moments, you know, like the Rick, like he did with Ricochet. You know, maybe like Shinsuke. A yeah, yes. Like I mean, that half-liar. might be good for Shinsuke, but I wouldn't want to see Shinsuke lose. Like, I'd be seeing Shinsuke lose to Gunther is fine. Seeing him lose to Logan Paul, I think, is not going to do much for his momentum. That'd kill his momentum, but yeah. you also can't make Logan lose to Shinsuke, really. Right, right. It's not, no, it's not, it's not the right champion. matchup. Um, I would fear that the territory they would they, they put Logan's promos in would also not be great. Like they've done a pretty good job of like doing good, doing a good better job with the way they handle race. Like you know, since the Vince McMahon and the Do Rag era, and that was one thing I did like about the Shinsuke promo <laughs> is like it sort of did play into some you know some cultural things, but they weren't really playing on stereotypes. <laughs> you know, so. I do have a question since we're on the topic of uh, Logan Paul. Like, has it been announced like who he's actually facing, or is that the last match tonight to be decided? As That's far actually, as, like I guess I, the. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who he's who he's um facing. Because they got the United States Championship tournament going on. I think the finalists are like Santos Escobar and. That's probably going on right now because we were actually person. recording this during the first SmackDown of the first. Yeah, first okay. SmackDown of the year is going on right okay. now. Okay, so I think Andrade it's could come back. Yeah, but but uh, a lot. I heard a, I hear a lot of people saying like Santos is everything Andrade should have been. <laughs> like I've heard people saying that. Yeah. Like maybe it's not true, but a lot of people are feeling like yeah, he he's pretty much living up to the potential that. I'm... So the Andrades and the Miros and the Rushes of the world, like it, it's it's like they're all guys that sort of in their own way belong in the top, but also kind of don't like they they're great workers but they i don't know who to compare them to from the past but they don't they somehow don't almost like matt morgan somebody who who seems like they have it all but when they get to the top it doesn't all work you know chris masters gene yeah. snitsky yeah and shout out yeah. to snitsky he's a professional um i just feel like these are the types of guys that were like at the highest point of the mid card umaga there it is Umaga, yeah, yeah, even Umaga Rikishi. Sure. You know, I was, I was thinking Rikishi. Yeah. I was literally thinking Rikishi. Yeah, who's? Yeah, I mean, Rikishi. that dude's. It, it is pretty amazing to think about the Samoan legacy in the WWE. Like, even I know they're all cousins to it's some insane. degree, but the ones that are even so directly related, that's going to be a really fun match when we do eventually get that. Whenever that Roman versus Rock match happens, it's um. That could be Rock's last match. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. If he gets injured, he's insane to come back. If he gets out of it without getting injured, he's insane to try again. You know? Yeah, yeah, that'd be insane, man. Like just, and I think that's what I've been waiting for too. Honestly, um, 
it was cool to see Cena back in the ring, um, doing his thing, you know. But see the Rock and Roman just knowing that family dynamic and that history, like that's for me, that's everything. Yep. Speaking of the family, do we see Jimmy versus Jay at WrestleMania four? That's a good point. We haven't talked about that. Jay that's talked cool. about that. Yeah. Jay talked about that. Um, I'm not sure. I think he did an interview recently, like it was an article that was printed where he said like that's what he's building up to is a potential WrestleMania moment where he faces his brother one on one. And that's something that's like a dream match for the both of them, is what he told, you know. Actually a WrestleMania. Because they'll have Solo come out with Roman probably, and that'll be his role to be there with Paul. Um, but yeah, you gotta I think Uso versus Uso is probably that's it's a good way to go. Um, and then too, it's interesting to think that they have for whatever, however, these matches are going to end, they already have an idea of the story, the storyline. So it's like, are we going to say that match happens? We're going to continue to see after that match, Jay, um, and Jimmy on opposing sides. Are they going to reconcile? Like, what what is left of the bloodline coming out of WrestleMania? And that, I think that is one of the big questions, too. That when when Roman does eventually lose that belt, what does that really mean for Roman? That's been my question. My sorry, my my whole concern this whole time has been like the longer he holds the belt, is the longer like the power accumulates. Um, and if you take that belt off of him, the say you do it a, a year from now, he's gonna take like a year off. Yeah. Did like and then come back. Maybe yeah, so like a road to redemption storyline, I think. I think he has to, it has to take everything out of him and he has to, it has to be about him clawing all of his way back. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He's stripped down to nothing. You know, it's like he, yeah. he went to family boot camp and, and they stripped him of his entire everything. His, everything that Roman has worked for is, is zero. Right. And he's barely recognizable anymore type stuff. You could even say the match with The Rock, if you put that at the end, that could be where even if he beats The Rock, he could somehow, the way he wrestles the match, he could lose his family. Like he may still beat The Rock, but come out no longer with the respect of his family. And that could be the final nail. Whoa. You got like, oh, all, the, you got like all, all the uncles around the ringside. Like, yeah. oh my God. This is the greatest story being told in wrestling in a long time. It is, yeah. Yeah, there's so many valid elements that I have like legitimate interest in. It, it it's it's crazy. Like Usos, uh, Sammy, um, Solo, Solo, yeah. Roman, the Wise Man, um, and Rocky now. But even like Romans, Rikishi, like you said, Rikishi, yeah. you could bring all of these people in, bring them all back. Yep, and they have, they, have a, they have a role. Yeah. Yep. And that's the, and that's why I was speaking to like the family dynamic. It's like it's so many of them that you can just kind of piece into the storyline yeah. one by one. Like there's so many of them, so it's just like so many different angles and dynamics you can go with that. It is wild too. I was watching uh, a while back. I think one of the original Starcades, and there was Paulie dangerously um, managing two of the Samoans. I think it was it was the Samoan some Samoan. I forget what the name of it. Samoan Samoan Reckon- yeah, oh, that's wow. what it was. And it's just like. Paulie's Paulie's roots for these guys go back a long way too. It's it's such a beautifully well told story that you know it's very rare in wrestling. You know, but but it does raise the question too that you know it seems like it's 
WWE in the past has always has had a heel, probably had more success with a heel champion. Triple H, certainly when he had the belt on himself for many years as a heel, I think believed in a heel champion. The idea that eventually, whether it's at WrestleMania or down the road here this year, Cody Rhodes will eventually go into the John Cena role and, and get that moment. What do you do with Cody Rhodes once you turn him face? And do you think and it'd be interesting to see what a face champion looks like in WWE? As like I, I know Rollins is the face, but I'm still considering Roman's belt to be the most important belt. So the real like what is it when the face is the top guy in modern WWE? You have to have a strong heel chasing him. Yeah. And you gotta be a fighting champion, a fighting champion that is standing up for all the good and taking down all the bad, but the bad coming after you has to be really bad to make you look strong as hell and brave, you know, because these guys are going to be throwing everything, including the kitchen sink at you at every corner of every turn. And every time you prevail, the crowd sees you in a higher light. This is Cody Rhodes. Like, Cody's the one that can be the face. You compare. You you said everything you just said isn't is way more true about Cody than even it is about Punk, because Cody is the guy who's gonna fight. He's gonna fight every match. Punk's not gonna be. His body can't do it. Cody Rhodes with half his his chest ripped off is still out there wrestling. Like he is the guy you're talking about. Right, and you can't hate that. No, I feel like Cody's just got a long career ahead of us. And I think because people have been so tied up in his return and the story that if it doesn't happen now, Cody's done. He's not ever done. Cody's going to be wrestling longer than Ric Flair. I think a lot of fans now are still caught up in the way Vince McMahon booked. And I think a lot of people who don't pay as much attention to the backstage stuff don't understand just how far Vince McMahon is away from having any control over creative WWE at this point and how it's never going to happen. Again. Even further no, now, because Kevin Dunn is now yeah, no Kevin longer. Kevin Dunn's gone. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's tough though because like kevin dunn he's definitely a controversial guy in wwe but a lot of really great moments happen because of him and it's um it'd be interesting to see what what happens next with wwe i think they have good people to fit in it's but. scary though at the same time because it's like i've always felt safe in knowing that the wwe is owned by vince mcmahon even if i hated what i was watching and i didn't watch it for five years I still had this loyalty and love in my heart for the product because I knew where, who owned it, what the history was, where it came from. But now with Endeavor involved, I I think that they have the company's best interest in hand. And I'm pretty sure because it's such a cash cow for them that they do have the best interest in hand. But And they believe in Paul Levesque, which is- Are we going to see WrestleMania 75? Uh, I mean, is there- or a hundred, whatever the case, because that's the road it would have been going if Vince was still in charge, or if Triple H were the one in real charge and the owner. But because they don't even have majority ownership, um, and Vince he's really not even a McMahon really working there anymore. I mean, Vince is technically, but he's not actually doing. This didn't go to Vince's plan. Vince's plan, in all his interviews ever, was stating, "I'm going to give the company to my children." Yep. Shane and Stephanie will run the company. And that was pretty much in every interview ever stated. And that's not how it's going. So my concern is like, you know, maybe a few years down the line, Endeavor wants to merge fully with WWE UFC. And now we have just multi 
we got a friggin' super arena in Las Vegas and there's like a octagon on one side and a ring on the other. And we like alternate between matches, but we have to satisfy everybody. So there's UFC and WWE. I don't want it to go there. I I think, I don't yeah, think they'd much. make, I don't think combining them makes a bigger cash cow than having them separate though. They're, they're special because they're separate. Yeah. I think so too. Because they're and alternatives I, to each I other. Do, I also mm-hmm. think we're going to see Stephanie McMahon back sometime in the not too distant future i think she's going to return to the company at some point because I, I mean i think it's clear Triple the H. reason she left was because of events and she has it, nobody has a bad word to say about stephanie mcmahon um and i actually too i went she went to bu i didn't know her at all but she was a senior when i was a freshman even people i knew back then had nothing bad to say about her you know and she was a daughter of a billion and this is i might have told this previous podcast but one of my friends years later told me this story that he was friends with i didn't know him at the time but he was friends with stephanie when they were at bu together and he saw them moving in and he saw vince put like a full love seat like coach on his back <laughs> and carry it up like three flights of stairs by himself and this was like in like the late 90s so this was already quite rich and that no need to be moving his daughter into bu by himself but that's vince that is vince for sure <laughs> i love to hear i love to hear vince stories like i actually have another one too there was someone else i know um was in the early 2000s worked for a financial company in boston and they were doing some work and they had a meeting with vince and shane and Vince and Shane came in and the first thing, and they handed out copies of the WrestleMania 20 DVD to everybody. And these are a bunch of financial guys who have no interest in this. And the first thing Vince acted is like, just get out of this way. Does anybody want any autographs? And nobody took them up on it. Really? I can believe that. Nobody knew who he was. Oh, that's that fake stuff. Well, I think they didn't want to I think they would be embarrassed to do it. Like it's like because nobody like who in a business meeting is gonna ask for an autograph. And the fact that Vince brings it up makes it even more it's like, do I do it just to be polite or do I do I look even worse if I do it? It's like <laughs> this is a room full of people who are all making like these and it's like it's yeah, I just thought that's the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the awkwardness that must have been yes. in that room. Oh my goodness. Especially too, because I think Vince <laughs> lived in the wrestling bubble for so long. I don't know that he knows how to operate outside of it. So like, and he's never, he has a Donald Trump thing where he's never really been accepted by, you know, the mainstream the way he wanted to. And I think every room that's not a wrestling room that he walks into, he's treated much differently than he is. Reminiscent of uh, Ric Flair when he would uh, did the Kill Tony podcast. Did you see that? No, I, I the last I saw of Ric Flair, he was messing with some UFC fighter in a bar and didn't look like it end very well for him. But so Ric Flair is just Tony. Ric Flair's just so used to being champion, only I guess pretty much everywhere he goes, but he yeah. only travels in a wrestling circles. You know what I mean? Like he's pretty much just a god anywhere he goes. But he, I guess, got asked to be on this Kill Tony podcast. I had never heard of that podcast beforehand. Uh, it's a Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's I one never of the guys that's on Joe Rogan. It's Tony Henchcliffe, maybe? Okay. Yeah, so, I've heard of it. It was it's like, live from, the, um, from, I think, the comedy store. Maybe. Yep. It was like comedians just roasting. Yeah, you know what I mean? Roast, like, podcast. And um, Rick Flair. Well, I think just... what it is is, I think what it is is they do stand up and then Tony roasts. Their, they have, he roasts, I think, maybe stand ups or something. I don't know. I'm just. Is, I, I still don't know. I just know that Rick Flair was there and uh, he just tried to talk. Like he kind of brought the mood down in the room right away. Uh, everyone's telling jokes. No, it's Rick Flair. First of all, Rick didn't get like this big 
welcome that he was expecting. Yeah, and then he started cool. talking about uh, Hollywood's not going to give that to you. The Hollywood he started talking about his that. kid. He started talking about his kid that passed really, and the heroin yeah. and the drugs and brought the whole room down. But then he was like, "Oh, you guys aren't listening or respecting the story." He's like, "I would never disrespect anyone who spends and gives their time." to a thing like this, uh, you know, basically just like getting in his feelings and then was quiet, walked off the, walked off the set. And then oh, everyone was just this. It's like probably four months, five months, maybe. Oh, I, can't like, I mean, time moves weird now. Maybe it was yeah. six. Yeah, maybe it was earlier today. But, but I feel like it was like summertime, like late summer, early fall. Flair back in AEW to me is just a sign of AEW is another Wait, step turning into TNA. Wait, yeah, wait, they wait, got wait. Jerry and Karen Jarrett too. Yeah, yeah, Flair's Flair's in AEW. Yeah, he's but he's um, being paid by Woo Energy Drink, not by AEW. Oh, really? Yes. How much money is Woo Energy Drink making? I'm not to show, <laughs> not to throw shade on it. Ric Flair opened a financial company at one point, which is hilarious <laughs> to me because that dude oh has. He's if he made he it's his own admission. If he made a grand, he spent fifteen hundred. Like, yeah, he uh, spent it. He was the what Rolex wearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was spending it at the bar. Yeah, dick waving <laughs> like yeah, you know. <laughs> private jet flying. Oh, <laughs> it's like, God. He's, and when he's it's not just... a private jet, he's he's just letting it all hang out with his bathrobe on the plane exactly. ride right hell, right? Right from hell. He's a head of a financial company. Yeah, yeah. I think he was with because his son-in-law is that Conrad is I think Conrad Thompson, who's a big who's a big wrestling podcaster and kind of promoter. And he's his his one of his kids, I guess, is married to. I don't even know. Yeah, it's something like that. He's married. He's he's related to Flair through marriage, and he sort of helps him do. He sort of helps set up that final match thing with Jarrett. That I'm glad I didn't see. But but Conrad is a guy who has a financial background himself, and he sort of I think tried to lend his name to it. But what a joke! Oh, it's wow. like, it's like I don't know. It's like who's a bigger embarrassment now, Flair or Hogan? Like it's 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 the that's Hogan's kind of fell that's back. Really <laughs> Hogan fell back a little bit. I feel like when when Hogan does interviews now, like he's a little more mindful of like. Of not today. saying the n word while he's having sex <laughs> you know? with his wife with his friend's wife. Things like that, yeah. but he would. Luckily, Ric Flair. Ric Flair is just like the the writer of his own demise, yeah. and that's the problem with him. It's like Hogan. Hogan's good at playing like Hulk Hogan. Yes, better than anybody. He's Sam, better than doing that. Yeah, yeah, H vitamins. Just do that, Hulkster. We love it. Yeah, but Terry Bollea, like we don't need that. And and Ric Flair is just he's not. You know, his other the real name is like Flair, but you spell it differently. So yeah. he's always been Ric Flair. Yep. And he doesn't know anything else outside of that. He's the nature boy, bro. Like, that's it. That's it. Nothing outside of it. And if like, he's not in really wrestling, great. he's in a bar talking about wrestling. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, wrestling is his life. Yep. That's, it. <laughs> that's it. And <Andrade laughs> actually his, his son-in-law. I just remember that. Know, he's I, married to yeah. Charlotte. Yeah. 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 Who, unfortunately, I don't know how long Charlotte's going to be out for, but that full circle that would make sense of him coming back. Full circle, true. what he mentioned that would make sense of him coming back because Charlotte or Ric Flair would be the ones that usher him right back into it. Well, a- well Flair's too busy in AEW, so oh, yeah, um, that's probably why I yeah. 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 Flair did yeah, something. 
<laughs> but Flair did something that like got him a little bit in hot water recently too, and I don't remember exactly what it was. There Headlines was, come through. He said something on the mic that didn't go over well in the crowd. I know that. And then a friend of mine sent me a video that I think is recent of Flair getting into an altercation with some really big name UFC guy and him getting up in Flair's face. And the guy was showing a lot of restraint, but Flair was drunk and just being a dick, you know? So, like, ever since that little gaffe on the mic, I don't think he's been on AEW TV. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because what they're doing, Jay, is that, like, with Sting's retirement match was announced for next year and because Rick has it's a, you know, tight thing with him back in the it's day. It's this year now, though, because it's oh, March. True. Yeah. It's it's okay. in March? Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize it was that soon. Have they picked an opponent That's yet? really close. No, not, not that I know of. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, even if it's – we don't even know if it's going to be a singles match or not. Right? I would he see – what I can see is Darby turning on him and, like, having it be That's versus Darby. Or even have, have it just be a respectful few, match against Darby. It doesn't have to have a story, you know. Yeah. AEW does plenty of matches without stories. Kind of like a, like a passing <laughs> of the torch, in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like a passing of the that. torch. Yeah. yeah. And it would make sense because they've worked the most together. They have the most story together, mm-hmm. if any. And unless you bring in somebody from Flair's past, which I'm sure Tony could afford to do, but that's all they do is bring in old, you know, and I'm surprised they didn't like bring in new people this past week on Dynamite. They did bring in, oh my God, uh, the virtuosa, Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. No disrespect, but she can't cut a promo that, that I buy into. She's not Sounds like she, her, no, bro. And that's the problem like the internet has made every wrestler a superstar when back in the day uh diana perrazzo who's a great talent yes agreed. get it twisted but she's not the it factor okay and like even in the women's division she's not a sasha Banks. she's not a mercedes monet she's not a charlotte flair so right. why did she get a special introduction like right. on aew dynamite half of the arena didn't know who she was but you're doing that for every single person who has somewhat of a name. And it's kind of just like, it, it just makes things go down for me. Right. And like, they all have a belt and the belts don't mean anything. And there's too many belts for me to keep count of, which is like, they're coming out even more. Eddie Kingston has three like titles. It's a triple, like, come on, bro. Yeah. It looks cool. Too, like- yeah. Jay. I can't keep up with the belts. I can't keep up with the name. That's why I had to literally ask you. It was like, okay, what belt was that that yeah. he has? It was like, it's too many of them, man. Too they don't mean much. There know? was a wrestler, I forget yeah. who, but it was an AEW wrestler who was just like on an interview talking about it. It might have even been Moxley. He was like, yeah, it's for the friggin', he's like the Grand Rapids Mid-South friggin' yeah. Canadian <laughs> destroyer friggin' overseas yeah. Welterweight, multi-faceted, yeah, yeah. multimedia yeah, yeah. type. I'm gonna, ble- I'm gonna bleed on it so much, we'll be able to read it anyway. <laughs> Even he, at this point, former so. AEW champion, was like low-key shitting on it. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like there's a lot. There's a lot of people low-key that work for AEW that are low-key shitting on it. it Ever since Cody left, it's been downhill, bro. Yeah. I Ever agree. since Cody left, yeah. For your company, like, I mean, they chased Punk person. into the WrestleMania main event. They basically chased him out of the company, tried to make him look like the biggest asshole on the planet, and he walked right into the what would likely be the WrestleMania main. And event. I don't know who they can thank for that, Tony Khan or Jungle Boy. 
but the Bucks, they they deserve a, a lot of a lot of credit. <laughs> no facts. It's, it's the Bucks. And when you said actually earlier, um, guys from AEW that you could see in WWE or would want to see in WWE, um, you said Kenny Omega, right? Um, Rob, you said Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah. Kenny um, Omega. Yeah. So how would you see Kenny Omega working in WWE? Where would you place him in the card? Who would you have him feud with off the bat? How would you bring him in? And would you give him a manager to talk for him? Or would you let him cut his own promos? And I'll add this too. Consider the fact that Kenny doesn't have a lot left on the clock. Because he's right now, out with, I believe, that very particularitis. I, I know I said that wrong. And I think Kenny, if you have Kenny, you're probably only going to have him for a short period of time. So how do you use them best? Well, I've only seen like probably a handful of his matches, so I'm not sure exactly 100% who I would put him with as far as like putting starting out the bat, rivalry and stuff like that. I'll probably put him in the trajectory of maybe a potential feud or rivalry with like AJ Styles just off of the actual magnitude of how that match would play out. Um, as far as having someone to cut promos for him, again, I haven't really seen his mic skills, haven't really heard him too much. It helps. If it that... helps him have he made a few too many Urkel references last year. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> I will put something <laughs> I'll put someone with it. But here's the thing though, like with that, like who do you have at your disposal to put with him? Because this day and era you don't see too many like managers managers or the mouthpieces for these wrestlers like you don't see that too often so it wouldn't be i don't think i don't think question. Heyman's the right person no, no. Um, he, he's he's still tied up to you know and contractually obligated to the bloodlines kenny is so, an interesting one in wwe because he does his entire yeah. being is not he's not like an alpha male the way a lot of these guys are but he he's but he's like very a more sensitive guy though. Yeah. He is, but he's still chauvinistic at the same time. He still has that ego playing yes, for him. That's very true. So it's like for him to go against the AJ Styles, not only just off of like the potential that that match could bring in, but it's just off of their styles being similar as far as like ability in the ring, but their personalities are completely different. Like you have the hardened AJ Styles, battle tested, true. You have the almost in a sense entitled Kenny Omega. Like right. I am the greatest. You gotta recognize that that's who I am. And there's so, a story already there from Japan because they were both involved in the bullet club. Yeah. Exactly. So you have that backstory that will play out beautifully as far as like their rivalry. But that's, I yeah. think where I would be stumped is just the manager thing. Like if he's really not good on a mic, you have to put somebody with him, but who would you put with him? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the guy from AEW that they don't have anymore that was like uh he cut like the craziest promos from the crowd and he was like his, his dickhead like uh, um Dan Lambert. Oh, yeah, Dan Lambert what happened to him because like he cut yeah. some of the greatest promos and he could like he could go, man. Or he, bring in Don Callis. I think I think Lambert worked for the UFC in some way. So he may actually, now that they're owned by Endeavor, he may actually oh. be even more likely. I think he was in somehow tied to like a UFC man. So I, you I get guess a two really for one managers. deal. Yeah. So he you, may so be it's tied potentially to get a two for one. Okay, yeah. cool. So that works. So maybe I also I, I like the Asia idea, but for me, like a dream match if Kenny came to WWE reverse Seth. 
Because yeah. their body yeah. types are like oh, so similar. Man, man I feel I like that think match about could go a whole hour and I would want another whole hour. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even I really... think about that, bro. And, and Seth Rollins is truthfully currently right now my favorite wrestler. He might be so the best to do it. About. Seth yeah, is like bro. the GOAT, bro. Seth like one of the GOATs of all time. Miles. Miles, bro. I didn't even yeah. think about that. It's a great. It wasn't too long ago they were saying that Tyler Black couldn't cut a promo. And now we yeah, got right. Seth, Seth Rollins. Right. He came a long <laughs> way, man. He came a long He's way. Drip guy, man. The drip yeah, guy. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But Becky, though, guy, Becky's that'd be not. Great. And Becky needs to be Becky. Becky shouldn't try to be Seth anymore. And I think yeah. she cut back on that, and it's been helping. Right. You either yeah, have them totally together that, that or not. Call back to the man. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, she's she's making that call back to the man. She's getting back to the nitty gritty, the the hardened Becky Lynch that everyone you know respects and everyone loves. She's getting back to. It. You know who I really like in AEW? Um, who there's a few guys who I kind of miss watching since I don't watch anymore from the the blood drinking incident. Like I miss my Orange Cassidy and my Dan Ellisons, but like Kyle Kyle Fletcher is a guy who if WWE isn't watching, they really should. Um, one half of Aussie Open, the other guy whose name I forget now is injured. That dude is awesome. Like he, he's walking around with some ROH belt. He's a really tall guy. He's a hell of a talker. He's got an accent that makes you love him and hate him at the same time. And he's, <laughs> it's like WWE, get him in the performance center and get him in the gym. And that guy is going to be a main eventer. I think he's amazing. I haven't seen enough of Kyle Fletcher like that, but I have seen Aussie Open. I've just not seen Kyle on his own or cut a promo. But what I will say is I've heard, like, his name brought up, like, six times this week. So I believe it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's making noise right now. He's, I think, I think he's either married to or, or dating Sky Blue, who's another person who I wouldn't be surprised to see in WWE someday. She just kind of fits into that mold of somebody who's yeah. going to be a good action figure and just be good with the crowd. You know, I, I think those two are WWE bound. Because that's what AEW really, if you're a serious wrestler who hates the politics of wrestling, now AEW is not the place to be. I mean, that's why Cody and Punk and Jade Cargill, you know, don't want to QT Marshall essentially said, I don't like the way this place is run anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and left without another job. It's he was a day one guy. When it first burst on the scene, it was like huge. Yeah. They loved it over there. All the wrestlers, like they loved it. Talent was taken care of. And yes, one person. And we heard about what Vince did. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, you know, it wouldn't be right without Vince. <laughs> what do you what do you guys think like you mentioned um uh sean about how you feel that wwe is not the same without vince um let's talk a little bit about that we're probably getting close towards the end of this we've been rambling for a while but um let's talk a little bit about our feelings about vince now that he is sort of gone and seems like he's gonna stay gone um i for one will say i'm glad i always wondered how it would happen i'm glad it happened the way that it did, not in terms of the women who were impacted by it, but in the way that you had Triple H there to sort of guide the ship. Um, it's that I think is what's best for the company at this juncture. Um, it's he's he can be trusted with it in a way that I think Vince actually can. I think Vince has been destroying the asset for years, and and I just don't think that the way that he ran his company is is conducive to the good mental health of their employees, I think. And I think that's something that has changed with Triple H and Stephanie when she was there. So for me, I'm ready for Vince to be gone. I think he was pretty out of touch with what people wanted. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's better for the business in general. So how do you guys feel about it? 
I don't disagree. Go ahead. You you can go first, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I I I would agree with that. Um, it definitely, especially in this time in this era, you know, mental health plays part in any person's day to day, uh, especially the workplace. You don't want to have a volatile workplace where, you know, you don't know what you're gonna get. We've heard the horror stories of treatment of the talent and stuff like this. You know, for him to slowly but almost in a sense quietly make his exit or move his move stuff out of the equation. I think that's the best thing for the company because you don't want something like that being tied back to the company and tarnishing the legacy. You know, um, we all have fond men uh, fond memories of what it's did during his time and his run. You know, we, we can date back to you know pre attitude era and to attitude era and to you know um, ruthless aggression era. Like he did amazing things for the company, but you know, like you said or you mentioned, it seems like Triple H has an understanding of what this generation of talent needs and, and what's going to propel them forward and have them performing at the peak at the best. To me personally, I couldn't be happier, you know, um, of what Vince did. I'm always going to go back and watch those clips and those videos and those, you know, matches and stuff like that. But what Triple H is doing for the company now, it's a beautiful thing. The one thing I will add, and we'll go to you, Sean, on this is after after this is that the, the one of the reasons I heard that Kevin Dunn left is that he was being pressured to do things the endeavor a, a different way than he had been doing, and I heard part of it is about spending less money. So that is one thing that does worry me. This what you mentioned before, like about how in five years are we going to be watching the WWE in one ring and UFC in another? Like, there's a thousand different scenarios like that that could play out where it's like. These small changes turn into big changes that turn into no longer feeling like WWE anymore. And that is something that like, you know, the Muppets were never the same after Jim Henson passed away. And I think that there may be something similar with Vince where a little bit of the magic may be gone because now it really is just a business. So. Yeah. so. That was, that was the one little piece of like yesteryear that was still clinging to modern day WWE for me. It was like, all right, at least Vince, even if he's sitting at home and he has no say in anything, but he's just an owner. I'm, I was like, okay, at least they're safe. Yeah. yeah. Everything else though, I'm glad he's gone because it was time. It was time. He wrote his own story. He got to do everything and more that he wanted to do. He created so many memories that I would, I'll, I'll still always review and go back to in my life watching wrestling. Um, one of the greatest businessmen, like one of the greatest um, heels, one of the greatest characters, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. McMahon, one of the greatest feuds. He was a part of like my upbringing. So I can't discredit anything he's done as a creative or as a businessman. Um, but what his personal choices were in life uh, that leaked into the professional side and into the public really, really leave a soiled mark on his legacy. And it could get worse for him down the line. We don't know. Um, but I do feel like, you know, you whatever you're going to do, that's bad. If you don't have good intent um, or if you have no intent, you're just mindlessly doing stuff because you can um, that's going to come around, bite you in the ass and, you know, him losing his company. I'm sure he's not sleeping as soundly at night as he was, uh, before. And 
it's it's one of those things where like hey like i said it's time let triple h do what he's doing you sold it to the people that you wanted to sell it to you didn't have to sell it right there and then to them but you did you got more money than people said you'd get way more and you know what enjoy the life that you got the rest of it because wwe is no longer yours bro <laughs> i just and, question if he, he's a man that doesn't have a hobby i don't think like i mean he can only listen to acdc by he the still hangs so around with yeah. young cats dude like he's not a, he's not 80 in his head he's right. literally he's literally like 40 in his head if any if if that because i just see the pictures of john or his birthday in new york yeah. Him and John Cena, like, hanging out with these two young chicks. I'm like, all right, Vince, like, you know, like, live like yeah, that because you can. <laughs> Whatever. But, 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 like, as long as you're following the rules, then that's cool. But if you're breaking the rules or you're you're using your money as leverage and, like, you're trying to push people into positions that are uncomfortable, precarious, like, dude, I'm not signing. I can't co-sign a lick of that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's too, it's like, like he was saying with the age, it's like, you know, maybe it's like him feeling like he's losing a part of himself, you know, like this has pretty much been his life, you know. Whole identity, his bro, whole his life. whole identity. Yeah, it's his, his whole identity is tied into this business, into the company, into the legacy of building this. So it's like for him to lose that, maybe that's something that he hasn't come to grips with 100%. Hence the reason why he's still hanging out with John Cena and still doing these things that you would see a younger guy do. But my question is like, does he have a bitter feeling right now? Like, will he attend WrestleMania? Like, just because his wrestlers are there? Like, or will he not because it's eating at him so much that he's not in charge? Does it bother him that he's essentially lost his family too? Because it's like him and Stephanie obviously had a big falling out. There's been lots of stories about him and Shane having a falling out. Him and Linda are probably only married because the divorce would be so complicated and costly to both of them. I mean, he's he does he lost his family and his business, and he just has a big pile of money, you know. It's like money can only do but so much for you. Let's be real. It can buy you everything in the world, but it can't buy you happiness. Can't buy him a company, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite the conundrum. You know what I mean? It's like a catch twenty two of all of all catch twenty twos. Yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, did he, you really Vince get be- what you wanted, right? Right. It's hard to know with someone like Vince, who seems to be so driven by impulse and so driven by just um whatever is in his mind. When then that moment where he doesn't have the power anymore and his impulse doesn't mean as much. I don't know what you do with your days. It's like, you know, I don't see him sitting around eating spam sandwiches, watching the prices right every day. It's, <laughs> right. Right. No. Right. no, no, <laughs> no, he's not doing that. No, probably not. Be a he's, sad probably, day he's probably at somebody's bar. Yeah. yeah, I know yeah, he is probably though. at someone's bar or something. He's recovering. He's he had, the he had pretty extensive back surgery recently, though. That's one thing I have heard about him is he's still recovering from some pretty extensive back surgery, which may prevent him from even being at like wrestling, especially at his age. It's like a with surgery. the mustache grown. Okay, oh. I feel like that as well may be <laughs> him re helping to identify him his new self. I think a little bit too, yeah. That mustache has to go. He, he's doing that to detach when he looks in the mirror. He was so used to seeing Vince McMahon, CEO of WWE, president of WWE, owner. Thank you, right. And now the next day after he sold it, he looked in the mirror and he's like, Vince McMahon, I don't own WWE. Right. Because you know if any, if any wrestler walked into the walker room with that mustache, Vince would be have that guy on TV being roasted that night. Bro, bro, bro. bro. 
Yeah, that must be even... bro, bro. It's just not Vince to me. It's like he looks it's like not. he should have been on Breaking Bad, like at some point. Like I don't know. It's like one of the like characters. Like he looks like oh somebody who should have been standing behind Rudy Giuliani at that press conference when the um the hair dry was dripping down his face. <laughs> like he looked like he should be photoshopped right into that reality. He doesn't even look really like Vince with a mustache. No, like, he doesn't. No, it doesn't look how like he of women. <laughs> He doesn't like it's. Just, it's just weird to see. It's like, and it's unnaturally it's colored. It's the, the unnatural yeah. color is no. is what gets me. You know, no, I, I can't. I don't know, but it's, maybe that's his way of coping. Maybe I, that's I, it, I that's it. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> the subconscious goes deep, and, and when he looked in the mirror and he didn't own WWE, he didn't know who he was looking at anymore. Yeah, because that's, that was his identity. That yeah, was literally his identity, like you said. Like yes, sir. literally his identity. If you take that away from him, then what is it? It, it wasn't matching <laughs> up for him anymore. It wasn't aligning yeah. anymore. He had to find the new balance. So exactly. good luck to him as a human. Yeah. I mean, he did he did muscle his way back and made the sale, but I'm sure this wasn't the way he really wanted it all to end. And I think he's probably spending a lot of time thinking about that, you know, or just okay. doing re- lines of coke. Okay. There's, there's, there's definitely regret. Yeah, there's definitely regret there for sure. Like, if he could have changed a few things that happened, I'm pretty sure he. Well, think about it like that too, man. He stayed so busy that he never had a moment to think about any of the things. He barely slept too. Oh yeah, because he was always striving to be the best. He was like, I have to beat my competition. There's nothing else I have to do. That's what I admire about the man, though. I will say that's what I admire about him is his like ability and willingness to be the best yeah yeah that's what he did and if you know he 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 broke rules along the way like in you know his father's rules i'll say where like hey vince jr these territories we got a thing this is how we work it don't don't bother it don't touch it it work we'll be fine up here in new york dad screw that you ever heard of cable tv we buy all these things up (laughs) yeah boom 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 we're getting all this money now Hey, Dad, look what I did. I, he's a millionaire now. But, you know, it took the chance on WrestleMania. Yeah. And, and it worked. And if WrestleMania 1 hadn't succeeded, WWF at the time would have been gone. And it would not succeed if not for the partnerships he made with MTV, the Cindy Lauper and the Roddy Piper stuff and all of that Cindy stuff. Cindy Lauper needs to go in the uh, Hall of Fame. Yes, 100%. So I'm going to pose a question there. for you guys. Yeah. At, just as you presented, had WrestleMania not go according to plan as they thought it would, do you see WCW still being around, still being dominant, still being It would, I guess. So you had to think where they were. At that point, it was NWA. So then they were probably the most likely people to try a national expansion. But I would bet that if WWF at the time failed a national expansion, a lot of these I don't companies... Think wrestling would have even seen the light of day. Yeah, it would have been... The reason been... Ted Turner got involved, I think, is because he saw what Vince was doing with Cable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's why WCW was birthed from NWA. What I think would have had to have happened at that point is is wrestling would have been pushed further back in the dial on cable, which back then the dial wasn't even that big. 
And then there's somebody would have had to have done something that really caught people's attention to build it back up. He would have had to have that big star, the rock level star to come and bring it back. But I think it would have been really hard to talk another because they were doing some pretty innovative stuff where like for WrestleMania three, you could go and wa- you could watch it from different locations and you could go watch it in movie theaters and all this shit. And it's like that stuff that Vince Sr. never would have. They did it. They did a live show in like three different cities at once. And then they yeah. did like the simulcast. Right or whatever they called it that was pretty innovative stuff back then yeah that was that's still a cool idea technically risky too i mean they were able to sell for three two or three arenas so the 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 logistics that go into that all the people you have to put into place Uh, yeah imagine today it was hectic back then but today that's actually an interesting idea. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, that's a fun idea to do wrestle and WrestleMania in multiple time zones. So at the same day, so you could have like one in one place, and then as it goes the night, do it in another place. I mean, they and then they have like just... the dual screens going to where you can see the reactions of the people, like actually partaking yeah. and seeing this and that. And not even to take it back, but you just made me think. So Elimination Chamber is in Australia. That means. 4.30 a.m. Eastern Time, America, is when it's going to be airing. Oh, yeah. That is a real other part of the world. <laughs> Are they going yeah. to put The Rock yeah. on there, there, for the house, for that, and then for the for the social media clips? And basically not for the live streams. I mean, they already sold the Peacock streams. It doesn't matter who orders the pay-per-view, technically. Right. So yeah, it's like... They want eyeballs on that. They want eyeballs on it. And they got it aired at 4.30 in the morning live over here. So... I'm is that sure real? Did they already announced that? That's going to be 4.30 in the morning here? I swear, I read that. I might have to confirm it one more time, but I'm pretty sure that's what the yeah, time that, turns out to be. Oof, that's rough. So I think, what, uh, what was it? Riyadh, uh, for Crown Jewel, was like 1 p.m. Yeah, oh, it's, it's like yeah. noon or 1. It's actually pretty It's doable. I like it, yeah. And I like Saturday oh, yeah. pay-per-views now better Saturdays than Sundays. Saturdays are nice. Sundays are a little great. like, still on Sundays. Yeah. I'm like, I still wish there was one I could watch on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. it brings back that nostalgic feeling. It's like, yeah. oh, man, I remember staying up late watching those movies. But what I hate though is the times that I stay up late because I'm like kind of an early bird when it comes to going to bed. And I stay up late on a Sunday for pay per view, and the ending was bad. I was like, oh, what a waste. Yeah. So I'd rather if I'm going to feel down, <laughs> I could have been be on a Saturday. Yeah, true, <laughs> true, true. The so one many, thing that makes you can sleep it up the next day. Yeah, well, now now I work from home. I do just have to always drive somewhere, but it's you know. <laughs> WrestleMania makes that uh, special. The, the, the two night WrestleMania makes it special in the sense that uh, that's the only premium live event that we get on a Sunday anymore is yeah. night two of WrestleMania. Yeah. My one thing is that they haven't really established like any dominant night either. Like night one dominant over night two or night two, you would think that it would be one or the other, but they did a pretty good job of keeping them even except for like maybe 37. 37 was pretty heavy on one of the nights, I feel like, compared to one of the Which other one nights. Was that? Was that, that might have been the, was that the one with Samoa Joe was, like, in the raincoat? Oh, I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oof. The first one after the pandemic, I feel like, night oh. one. Was, was that oh, Austin? Yeah. That I was... think that might. that No, the Austin was thing Tampa. was in Texas, wasn't it? Yes, it's yes, yes. Tampa yes, was, the raining, was the raining. So who main invented that one? Yeah, what that was the night was, one and night two? Austin versus it was a triple threat with yeah. if it's if it's a Tampa one, it was a triple threat. Night two, it was Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Edge. And then wow, the first night was 
pinned them they both put at the Drew, same time. Yeah, yeah. They put Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley in the first match on day, on night one. <laughs> the first match. And that was for the World Heavyweight Championship. Bobby that Lashley, another Drew? name that hasn't come up yet in this conversation. He's another guy that... Drew? Yeah, well, it was Drew and Bobby Lashley. Lashley. And Bobby Lashley, yeah. Bobby's good anywhere he goes. Yeah. Bobby's a Bobby's a Bobby's a long time pro, man. He's come a long straight way. up. He's a machine. He's yeah, a guy he's like machine. Mark Henry who came in because they had the right look and the right strength and everything, but it took them a long time to get there. But once they were there, yeah. there was no they were just there. You know, they, what, I think Bobby... they were missing like the mic skills. Like the mic skills weren't quite there. Yeah. And so they couldn't really portray their personality, couldn't get it out to the crowd, but once they kind of acquired those, especially with Bobby, once he started getting on the mic more and started actually giving more of himself personality-wise, then it was kind of like, okay. I think well, MVP you so much when you really help helped him, too. Oh, what are you saying? I think MVP really helped Bobby in this half of his career as well, as well as the um, the hurt, hurt business, man. Like, that was just like, Bobby's got his own faction now, and I loved, like, the black and gold, like, the whole aesthetic <laughs> of the of that really was awesome to me. Um, MVP and now now they got MVP with Omos and I think Omos is only working house shows he squashed uh, our truth at the house show I was at and actually he walked out of the garden after uh, we left and almost like walked right past me and my buddy and they build him as like 7'3 I don't know what they build him at like but really really big yeah, like seven, three. <laughs> he's yeah. probably like 6'10 6'11 Oh wow! They, they definitely shoot him from TV love. Helps. You know they do. A oh good yeah, job. They, like yep, yeah, yeah. exactly. Who did he yeah, have the surprisingly TV. good match with? He had a match that was surprisingly good. the last like, WWE televised match I think he had. Was it Bad Bunny? No, no, no. No, they wouldn't no, do that. It wasn't to Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny. It was. Um, I forget who it was, damn. but um, I think it was another big guy. Yeah. I don't know. But I think there. I think it was I think, Bobby. He, he was he was feuding with Bobby. It might have been. Time. It might have been Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I think it was but Bobby. It's, yeah. it's like I think that makes tri- sense. The the Omos thing yeah. really shows that Triple H is smart because Vince would have him out there every week until eventually he's like dressed like you know the Hulkster oh and playing a banjo or something. <laughs> yeah, but like right. it's like Triple H knows that you'll bring this guy out like under the giant like they used to do, and he's a huge dude, and he'll he'll do something spectacular and be out of there before he realize how untalented he really is. And that's what he's there for. Right, but he is the, good enough. The wow though. factor. Yeah, no. yeah, yep. that, that attraction. Yeah. Yep. He's definitely someone who who Triple H probably wouldn't have hired, but he inherited from Vince and is like, I'm going to make something out of this guy. You know, I think and because, you know, what, you've been around, you've been working hard. I've seen you at the PC. You yeah, do yeah. train, you do. You're just limited by your size. So we'll we'll work yeah. around that for you because you're there when we need you to be. And you're a good worker. You know what I mean? Yep. Agreed. So yeah, I think we just like hit about the two hour mark. So we probably should wrap this up. Um, oh wow! Any closing thoughts on um, on WrestleMania season? I think we kind of talked this up to down. I know we we didn't give the women as much attention um, or the tag teams or anything like that. But um, there's just so much to talk about. It's it's tough to get to all of it. But I don't know anything you guys would like to see out of wrestling in 2024. I think one thing I'm hoping for is that we'll close on talking about this. Is that you know, with the recent talks that Warner Brothers met with WWE about potentially bringing Raw to Warner Brothers Networks, which would spell probably a lot of doom for AEW, who's currently tied to Warner Brothers. 
you know, that's mm-hmm. something that is really could reshape the, for, the you know, the wrestling industry now. Because if, if AEW lost their TV deal, there's only very few places for them left to go anymore. And they, they're not going to be looking good doing it because of the way their ratings have gone the past few years. <laughs> so that's one thing I'm keeping an eye on this year. I gun to my head. I bet it's probably not going to happen. But um, I would like there to be a second place for, for guys to work, a second big company. And um, I don't know, if it's not AEW, Impact is just kind of waiting there. They're, I'm hearing TNA now, as yeah, of TNA. Wait, tomorrow. Yeah, is it tomorrow, their pay-per-view? I, I might watch that. Yeah, TNA's back. They're, 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 you know, I feel like they're doing some good things. Uh, TNA, as the name itself being back, just it brings an allure with it. And I think a lot of the like wrestlers are going to be a lot more excited to just jump in an opportunity to work there. It's the right um, time. It is. And you it's, know what? The stink is going. <laughs> yeah. And and with AEW's uh, situation, man, I, I wish the best for them because I want places for people to work. And I, I feel like Tony's a passionate person. He just needs to humble himself a little bit and take some help from around him. He has great minds around him. Um, he just needs to fall back with the pen a little bit and like give the, give it to somebody else for a while and see how it works out. Um, if he doesn't, he's in charge. But you know what? He lost $154 million this year. So it's just like you could do better, bro. So like there's 10 to 15 people he's currently paying to work for him that could book that company better than him. 1,000%. That would willingly probably do it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just like they'd be willing to help. Um, and especially with TV deals looming. Um, I don't want to see Monday Night Raw move nights. If it moves right. stations, I understand. There's no reason you have to move Raw from a Monday. It's synonymous with Monday for three decades, um, if not longer now. And uh, WrestleMania 40 is a landmark event. 40 years of WrestleMania, I'm grateful to say that these WrestleManias go along on my ages. I started watching them when I was like eight. I've been watching since WrestleMania eight and nine and haven't missed one since. And I wanted to be 40 more. I wanted to be 40 more after that. Um, but I feel like this year's WrestleMania is going to be hot. Philly crowd is going to be crazy. Um, I'm planning on being in Philly for the weekend. Uh, I don't. Oh, you're going? WrestleMania. Not sure if I'm going to Mania, but I know that I have some jobs lined up for like some companies around there that are wrestling companies that I'll be working with right in that area that whole weekend. It's not whole week. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know what what's in store for it, but I know I'll be down there. And uh, it's just the atmosphere for WrestleMania. I haven't been to WrestleMania since WrestleMania 14. Uh, it's grown immensely since that. Uh, and, you know, for them to be 40 WrestleManias in is huge. 30 was big. 20 was big. 10 was big. But 40 is amazing. And I'm glad they're having it at Philly because it's kind of right in their backyard where they were born in New York. And it's going to, the crowd is going to be so hot, dude. Like the crowd is going to be so hot. And I'm looking forward to seeing whatever they put together because I know it's going to be memorable. It's going to be legendary. And I'm just grateful to be here for it, bro. Thank you. They have achieved, they've achieved something that I think Vince McMahon wanted for a long time is that he wanted to be able to sell. They're they're now selling WrestleMania based on WrestleMania, not the people there. We now know that it'll be a good card because it's WrestleMania, not just because we know the matches. I think that's Correct. what Vince always wanted. 
but we never really got because he kept giving us like Randy Orton versus Triple H long after we were done seeing it. Right, and right. I think that's one of the big achievements now is that it's like all these matches we talked about, if none of them happened, I still have faith that Triple H is going to book an amazing weekend of, of wrestling. So. You know who else Vince is happy to? Because they're covering this stuff on, on ESPN. Yes. Cody they, Rhodes. Sports the Illustrated the named him yep. Rest of the Year. Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Yep. So that was one thing he wanted was to be named with the real sports. Yep. You know what? He might have had a point the whole time because now that I've recently – Found out the NFL is registered as an entertainment enterprise. NBA, same thing. And then the DraftKings and a FanDuel account. I'm looking at these numbers and I'm like, oh, wow. You know, these games are pretty rigged. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it might all be the same. It might all be the same. You never don't, know. Don't get me started on how much the NFL is so pumped about Taylor Swift fixing their entire image. <laughs> no one talking about beating players. No one talking about concussions. Everyone's talking about Taylor. Like, uh, bravo but i feel like that in the end this is not going to end well for the nfl I feel like. no not at all man no <laughs> no, no absolutely not no not that. once the swifties are burning those jerseys in the streets that's when i'm going to start really thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. i know them bad to say about taylor swift i don't listen to her music but go 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 live your life and kick ass but i just think it's funny what's happening with the nfl and her but yeah Weird I see these, I see clips on it, like social media of like 12 year olds like watching NFL games with Travis Kelsey jerseys on that are just Swifties. Yeah. And it's like the whole point of the Instagram thing is like 12 year old, not a football fan, watching a football game just because of Taylor Swift's involvement with a football player. Yeah. Like, it's just uh, insane. Like, yeah. I tried yeah, that the, her boyfriend there. Um, if they break up, he's not gonna be able to leave the house. It's, it's gonna, it's just nah. gonna be like he's gonna. You gotta me. marry her quick, bro. Yeah, I know. He's gonna <laughs> lock that down. He's gotta be. He's gotta be on his best behavior for the rest of his life. All right, what about, all right so Jay, what about you? What, what do you want to see out of wrestling this year? And we'll wrap it up. I want to see an amazing show, man. Um, top to bottom. I know it's gonna be an amazing card. Um, night one, night two. It's debatable what's gonna be the best one or the best night. Um, just got to kind of wait and see how it plays out as far as like matches, booking goes. Um, the theatrics, you know, they're going to play it to the theatrics is WrestleMania, you know. Um, we got to see who they'll bring out celebrity guest wise because you know, there's always going to be a celebrity guest, right? Uh, that's going to be interesting to see. Maybe they'll bring Kevin Hart out, Philly, yeah. He's um, Will Smith, as far as Will Smith, maybe Will Smith. Will Smith is an option as well too. I know he got. Like, he seems to be doing things where he's trying to rehab his image. I'm sure he'd be more than happy exactly. to do something like this. Exactly. So yeah. kind of plug into the wrestling scene, you know, get those fans behind him that get him away from his PR wife for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be a great PR look for. Him. Yeah. So, um, just overall, man, just enjoying it from the comfort of my home. I've never been to a WrestleMania in person. Yeah, me neither. Um, that's something that I do look forward to doing one of these days. Uh, but just the overall show, man, I always look forward to it. I always tap into it. Um, never disappoints, never lets me down. So far, I have not missed a single uh, premium live event. I guess that's what they're calling them now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm traditional with a pay-per-view. That's what I said. But, um, yeah, I've, I haven't missed one since. Um, just been a f- fantastic product, bro. Fantastic product. Top-notch. I love what your place is doing. You know, Triple H is still by far one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So to see what he's doing on the back end of things and how he's just carrying the company into greater heights and greater things, man. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. 
you know, as was mentioned before, I'm just grateful to, to witness it. You know, yeah. and get it's to beautiful see. too because I remember we used to talk about Triple H holding down people like Booker T and like Rob Van Dam, and then uh, of course HBK and his whole history of just being. Yeah. HBK, uh, you know, pilled yeah. out and doing that. Both those guys now are just really the two driving forces of the company. And you probably throw Paul Heyman in there too, and a few other people. But it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. these are all yeah, people that, like, you know, we are lucky they were the ones that were left standing. That we got the bet that that HBK that got himself got together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Paul sort of was able to learn to work within the system a little better than he had in the past. In that, um, you know, it's the funny thing too when you talk about Punk. It's like. I don't see, you know, people were like, how can he work with Triple H? I see Triple H as Punk as two people and Punk as two people who have a conversation man to man. I don't see Punk and Vince being able to have that conversation. I think nah, they're just two nah, totally that, different I think people. That that relationship is going to be severed for as long as they seem to live. But with Triple H, he's come to a place of forgiveness and he's come to a place of openness. He's coming to things open-mindedly versus just being closed-minded. Like, you know what? You were this person back then, but you'll never change. Like he's actually willing to give people second chances. That's the most important thing in this business. And no one knows what Vince is like more than Triple H. So I'm sure just a little bit of Triple H going for every guy like Punk. How he knows how easy and not it is to to, to not work with how hard it is to work with Vince. Like he so I'm sure exactly. everybody who had a problem with Vince, he, he's got to be like, dude, let me tell you. Like, let me tell you about Stephanie's yes, birthday party. Exactly. Let me tell you about. Like, yeah, yeah, let, me, yeah. let me tell you what really goes on behind the scenes. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. But all right, man. This has been a pleasure to talk to both you guys about this. I look forward to chatting to you guys as the season goes on. Maybe we'll do a yeah, post WrestleMania yeah. show or something, or um, you know, if there's more stuff to talk about. It's going to be an exciting year, and I think it's really great the direction things are going with um with WWE. And I I had lapsed a few years ago, and I said. I'm done with this, but Triple H brought me back. So, bro, I told you on our last episode, I literally dialed out of wrestling entirely, bro. Around probably like when the pandemic hit, the first time it hit, that's when I picked back on it. Anything prior, that little gap in between, I wasn't watching it, bro. I just from when, man? As like 2016, earlier? Yeah. You're like Like 2009, 15. Yep, like sounds about right. That time, I was like, "Yeah, this isn't it," because they took it into a completely different direction that I was unfamiliar with. It didn't hit me. It didn't resonate with me like it yep. did in the past. So I just let it alone. But then I started seeing things. I started seeing clips. So I was like, "Okay, let me let me give it a try again." Mind you, I wasn't messed with AEW at all. Went back to it. Fell in love with it again. I think that's like the the relationship with yeah. things that you love. You fall out of love. You fall back in. Yeah, just yeah. The, the way of life. Right. I, I definitely agree. So, all right. It's been a pleasure to talk to both of you. Um, Jason Atra, check out your music everywhere it's available um, and check out our track together. Put the mic down off yes, Quiet Life Put Loud Friends. Um, anything else you want to plug that you're working uh, on? Currently working on an EP right now. Uh, also got an album following that in 2024. It's kind of up in the air. Probably features, awesome. probably new projects. All right, good stuff. Sweet. Can't wait to hear it. Your music's amazing. And um, yeah, definitely check out all Jay's stuff. Uh, thank you very much, man. Uh, Sean, uh, what do you got coming on you want to talk about? Uh, I got a lot of stuff coming out. I got some videos, some music. Uh, I got a, I got everything, man. SeanSmoke.com. Keep posted there or follow me on Instagram at I am Smoke. That's I-A-M-S-M-X-K-E. Smoke with an X. So uh, I am Smoke on IG. 
or SeanSmoke.com. You can find everything. Um, appreciate you guys, man. Yeah, appreciate y'all too. All right. Y'all. Thank you so much. Meet Anne with wings clips, quick to flip manuscripts. Cause her man went from damaged kid to damn he's rich. But she still can't stand the way he manages to never put nickels in the can for the cancer kids. Plus he cheats at cornhole and rags that he won. So she lost interest like porno after she comes. My DM started jingling, baby, as it was done. Two seconds later, I can hear the snapping of her gums. She calls me half Dodge Challenger, half Lip Gallagher. I'm happy that I luckily sat next to her in algebra. I try to hold her down, but I just couldn't balance her between the million meetings that I keep in my calendar plus odds aren't too sloppy that i know why my cell is blowing up probably but i should check just as well call the cops see if i can get a hold and tell if that's copyrights yell raising hell inside the holding cell Table we take charge. I got a style you can make large. Uh-huh.